So, uh, Allie, I've been, I've, I've been really been thinking about it, like how it's amazing that no one ever can tell that Clark Kent is Superman. And it's just, I guess, gestures and body language. And I guess no one expects like a total nerdy guy to be like Superman or be like mm -hmm. a big deal or anything. And I just, you know, it's just sort of a, it's just sort of a thought I had. So you mean sort of like, so the only way that he can disguise himself is essentially just putting on his glasses? Well, yeah, it's putting on glasses and maybe just like being like acting really nerdy and then you don't know. Kind of like uh, Corey Haim and Lucas. Corey Haim's and Lucas? Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm the guy who legitimately did not realize that was Corey Haim until they saw the credits in Lucas. <laughs> and we are a married couple showing each other the 80s movies of our childhood. And there's a really good reason that I didn't take his last name. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you could have plausible deniability, exactly. yes. Right, that would be the reason. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anyway, um, yeah, this is uh, 1986's Lucas, directed by David Seltzer, um, who's one of those, he's done a lot in Hollywood, nothing like super major. He did screenplays for, like, I think, The Omen and Bird on a wire and punchline and he apparently he uh, apparently um like he's uncredited on the screenplay for uh charlie and the chocolate willy wonka and the chocolate factory or i can't remember what they called the movie i think willy wonka charlie and the chocolate factory there's a the book. book but apparently he supposedly wrote about 30 percent of the script uncredited including like um a couple of the songs like candy candy man and uh, and pure imagination those sequences apparently he wrote i don't know if he wrote the song or if he right. just wrote the sequences setting them up and but anyway, um, yeah, he's, he you know, he's a, seems to be a competent journeyman. He yeah. never never really made a masterpiece, I right. guess. I guess Lucas is his. Yeah, masterpiece, that would be like the most I guess. famous. Um, but accredited. Uh, yeah. Let's put it that way. But anyway, yeah. Um, I think before we get into the movie, let's make a real quick disclaimer because oh, in, yeah. in fairly recent events, which I would have put together if I had not realized that if I'd realized that was Corey Haim in this movie, <sighs> that. You know, there's there's some allegations about yeah. I'm you know, only putting on our serious face. I know, now. I know. I'm laughing at you, you know, that you did. Like there are some the very serious movie. allegations involving uh, Charlie Sheen and Corey Haim yes. uh, in this movie and sexual assault, yes. which have been denied by Sheen and uh, also and Corey by, Haim, and by Corey Haim's mother. mother. She actually accuses the guy who accused Sheen, uh, Sheen of actually being a person. We don't know, and because you know, like that's just a real sticky, real complex right. area. We're going to sidestep it by not really talking about it other than to acknowledge that, you know, if that kind of stuff makes you squeamish, uh, you know, one, you can just not listen to us talk about this right. if you need. And two, you know, like if otherwise just don't watch the movie if you, you know, you can't separate it. I don't know if I could have had I not. So, well, you know, but, but, had I not known. But, but here's the deal. Like, it's also because it's allegations and because they've been yeah. denied by the people who are right. surviving. It's, 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 yeah. It's, it's hard to tell. It's kind who's... of a, yeah. But again, if it, if, it, if it's something that disturbs you, something that you just don't want to think about, yeah. it, like if it's just too squeamish this for you, we're not going to talk about no, it after this we're point, not. No, You know, because we don't know. No. Anymore. No, and I'm not, not. I, I am not one, like you'll notice during Major League, I did not make fun of Charlie Sheeny back then. Like the only thing we knew about him was that he, you know, like serious drug problems right. that may be also mental problems. And of course, and that like he's allegedly HIV positive. Um, oh, he is? Yeah. There's oh, a lot I of did people. read that. Yeah. Actually, like, I did read like, that. But again, we didn't make a lot of Sheen jokes then because I, I think he's an easy target. Yes. 
you know, and I, I it's not my thing. Yeah. So um, we don't punch down. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, technically, everyone in Hollywood is higher than us, so we can, <laughs> but we can still be punching up. I mean, I, I think Charlie Sheen is <laughs> definitely still doing better than me. Um, but um, but anyway, we're dropping we're dropping that line of discussion to get back to the movie. Yes. And I guess uh, the first thing we're gonna do is go back to our old standby, the elevator pitch. Okay. I guess I'll go first. All right. Um. Okay. Okay. A touching coming-of-age story about adolescent friendship that is not hypersexualized and isn't particularly mean-spirited. Wow. Yeah, I know it's not going to get made. There's no way Hollywood <laughs> no way. thinks that way. Not a chance. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, that's I mean that's actually pretty good. You I know, know right? I, I, like, I mean, I don't really. That's it, not really the story. I mean, right. that's just kind of like the back of the box description. Yeah. But the story there isn't really a good story. Like, if, if you want to try and pitch to me, let's um, uh, let's see. Uh, okay, a a teenage Rick Moranis type mm-hmm. <laughs> falls in love with a uh, teenage Goonie. Okay. And All right, so what we're saying here is, um, <laughs> what we're looking for here right now is Eddie Deason falls in love with Martha Plimpton. All right, I got it, I got it. And, uh, and Two Martha Plimpton uh, references uh, in, in, in a row. I know, it's impressive. Episodes. I know, I'm impressed with you. And um, uh, he falls in love with her and uh, she... This elevator's going fast! Does not, she does not, oh, sorry. She does not, uh, uh, she does not agree. She likes their friendship. And he gets bullied and then tries to prove his love to her. Right. That would be my, that would right. be my pitch. You know, um, the way I would accept your pitch, and uh, it doesn't happen, spoilers, you know there's going to be spoilers if you've listened to any of our episodes, is, is surprisingly enough, the kid doesn't die in the end, which is yes. what I... You were expecting. I Well, I wasn't expecting it until, until near the end, and then I was expecting it, and then it didn't happen, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, great. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it, this movie is. I I would describe this movie, by the way, if I'm going to use one word, it's bittersweet. It's a bittersweet movie. Yes. And it's it's a movie I have. Uh, I we'll get to it in the end. I have I have yeah. interesting feelings about. Great. Um. So uh, this time we did not open up on a TriStar Pegasus, just a 20th, no. 20th century. Fox. But it was the full 20th century sure Fox was. fanfare, which sure was kind of cool that to was see. Cool. Yeah. Um, it wasn't Fox Searchlight. It was yeah. just 20th century Fox. Yeah, straight up 20th good century old, Fox. Good old 80s. Good old good old 20th century Fox. Yep. Um. I I think good old 20th Century Fox because if they've got 20th Century in front of their name, I I can't I don't mentally connect them with Fox News. <laughs> I connect them with Star Wars. Yeah, it's a good call. You know, now that Disney's apparently buying Fox, I yeah. guess we can put the Fox logo back in front yeah. of uh, like we can hit the Fox fanfare in front of the Star Wars logo yeah. in front of the crawl, like God intended it to be. Yes. Um, so yeah, um, I guess we we'll, we can get started on the movie itself. Yeah. I mean, like the movie basically it starts with um, you know like. Corey Haim, who to me, Allie thinks he looks like a young Rick Moranis, but I think he actually looks like Robert Hayes from Airplane with nerd glasses on. Um, I, which which I is weird because he doesn't look like Robert Hayes from Airplane when his nerd glasses are off. Yes. But there's just something about the way his face is. You yeah. know, like he, he, could be, he could be playing a young Robert Hayes in like Airplane the early years. <laughs> You know, before he went to before he went, went to, to Macho Grande, before he had fl- went to flight school. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> well, I don't think I'll ever be over flight school. Uh oh, no, I've opened a bad airplane you, you door. Do We're gonna keep you don't moving. Go there. You so don't anyway, go there uh, Lu- Lucas uh, Lucas Bly is his name. You yes. don't find out his last name till near the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, but you see Lucas basically uh, being kind of a super nerdy kid roaming around looking at bugs with like a homemade bug net and you know he's got an umbrella strapped to his back and he's you see him basically 
going about his business and terrifying uh, women who are doing, cheerleaders doing a pyramid because they see a person looking at them. Like, it's a weird moment for me because, like, like literally you're in a high school, like, at, on a field and you see a person. It's like, oh, there's someone in the woods. It's like, you're in a high school. There's, like, yeah. a million people around. Of and course this is all sort around. of happening right in the opening sort of. Yeah, it's, it's, a, not it's a, not a montage, It's not a montage. Really. It's more like just a. It's just a travel log. Yeah, it's a travel log. Yeah. yeah. And oh, it's and, oh, and, and the first thing, the very first thing you see in this movie oh, yeah. is a cicada hatching out of its shell, which I, last summer, I actually ran into one on our garage doing yes. that. It does. It takes a lot longer. That it, like it takes forever. Yeah, it took a while. It was like really it terrifying. just. It was literally just sitting like that, like half out of its shell, like disturbing. Like you'll notice it cuts. It doesn't really yeah. move and it keeps cutting. Yeah. Because it, t- it takes a long time for this to come out and yes. it's disgusting. It's They're really absolutely gross to watch. the grossest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I took a picture of it and it's it's, it's body horror. It is body body horror. And, it's uh, horrifying. And um and and the like meanwhile under this little travelogue thing we basically get like the Casio demo theme being played. Yeah. The almost the entire soundtrack of this movie sounds like it's being played like on a Casio. But I will say that as far as um music goes as far as like incidental music goes in in movies it is well and again I'm the kind of person who yeah. will remember this stuff but man that it becomes an earworm for me. I haven't let it go since we well, watched yeah. it. Well yeah I, I, and for me it's it's I will say this tonally because I am mostly used to like scores with orchestras or at least like strings. Like I kind of like I kind of associate this kind of soundtrack with a TV movie. Mm. And like I will say this Lucas in a lot of ways is kind of a big budget TV movie because mm-hmm. there's nothing that happens in it that like other than the cast having well even in the cast a lot of the people in this cast were people who became big later. Mm. You know, this is like the first movie or an early movie yeah. for a lot of people yeah. in this cast. Even someone like Charlie Sheen, who actually started acting in the early 70s because of who his dad was. Right. This was one of the first movies, like, where he was, like, a main character in it. This was, like, what, 80? 86. So where, and where was Ferris Bueller? 86 or 7, somewhere in that. I think it's 86 as well. Okay. I think it's around the same time. Okay. You know, like, in the, yeah, this was, like, the late 80s was when Charlie Sheen really. Emilio Estevez, I think, kind of broke in first, like, because St. Of, Elmo's Fire. Yeah, and, and Breakfast Club was first, Breakfast I Club. think. No, I th- well, maybe. I think Breakfast Club came Right, and, 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 and of course, Fire. Repo Man, yeah. you know, like, which I think was yeah. a star. Well, that was a star-making turn for him, right? <laughs> his, his role in Repo Man as yes. Otto. So, as Otto so Driver. So we watch <laughs> the cicada open, and we watch, or, you know, break out of its shell, and then we um, molt, if you will. Right. And then we watch, um, we see him get screamed at by the by the, by the, by the, by the, by the cheerleaders. Yeah, they're making a pyramid. The one at the yeah. top sees sees someone in the bushes and then freaks out and drops. Instead of just going, oh, hey, there's probably just someone like, like and he's literally right at the edge of the bushes. Yeah. He's not like deep in the woods, creepy. He's a little guy, too. Right. It's like, if I saw that, I'd be like, there's a child in this bushes. Because <laughs> right. Corey Haim is tiny in this movie. Tiny. He's wee. I mean, he he grew up a bit. Like, he's he's like just like really starting his growth spurt. He's bigger in later, not a lot bigger, but he got bigger in later movies. Yeah. Like, like more even by size. Even by Lost Boys, he felt bigger. Yeah, and Lost Boys is like right after this. Yeah. Like a year after it's this, like maybe. Well, he, he had a growth spurt right after this. Right. This was good timing for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, it was a very, so, uh, but like, so then he runs off and uh, you see him, he he, see, he runs into a girl who's, he, you, hear, you actually hear the, a tennis ball ricocheting off a wall. Right. And he sees a girl uh, bouncing, play, basically playing tennis off the wall with herself. Uh, she's in like a tennis dress, and I, I like I had pointed out because I don't do a lot of tennis dress things. It looked like she was wearing a diaper, but Allie's like, "Oh, that's completely normal tennis gear." And I'm like, "Okay." Especially tennis. in the '80s. Yeah, the, I guess all diapers were big in the '80s. Yeah, they you know, were. Like, yeah. Later on, she sat in a pizza uh, while uh, while she was watched <laughs> oh by uh, 
I wanted to say Helen Hayes, but I know that's not her name. <laughs> Helen Hunt. <laughs> Helen Hunt. And, oh, uh, my God. That is a throwback. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's so funny. Like, I hated girls that just want to have fun with a passion. But it is so because references. it is the touchstone for this podcast. You have to listen to our third episode, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, to get 90% of the uh, of the jokes that we make oh, here. It's so and bad. you have to listen to our second episode, Commando, to get why I go, <laughs> which I forgot. I've been forgetting to and do And you have lately. to listen to our, was it the seventh episode was Cobra? I don't know. To get why Cobra to get why Ali hates me. To get why I hate him. Yeah. But again, I think the episodes where one of us hates the movie really, really, uh, really stand out. Yeah. Where both of us hate it, it's just sort of eh. Yeah. Where both of us love it. Yeah. What a jerk off episode that's going to be. Like this one. No, I don't think we both love this movie. I don't. I don't. You didn't love this movie. No. But um. But oh, and also this movie plays uh, what is it? Walk of Life or whatever the. The oh yeah, <laughs> the Dire Straits song, which is like the joke is every movie can be comedically improved by having that, but it's a lie because this is actually in the soundtrack of the movie and it's just terrible. Yeah, uh, like uh, maybe the first instance of that. So we meet redheaded Carrie Wilson, Carrie Green. Carrie Green. Why do I keep want to call her Carrie Wilson? I don't even know Carrie, who Carrie Wilson. Is. I don't know. The, I, did you go I to think, high school with her? Maybe no. But did you go to college with <coughs> Carrie Wilson? No. Oh. So, um, I went to college with Rita Wilson before she married Tom Hanks. I'm much older than I look. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and, and this is, Green. by the way, we know her. We know her. Most people would know her. She's Andy from the Goonies. Goonies. You know, yeah. so we we got another Goonie. We got another Goonie. Goonie. Um, so. Um, and then keeping uh, the streak alive. Yes, and um, you know you the can two movies. You can tell streak. she's a little weirded out that he's yeah, staring he's watching at her. her. And he, he basically he up, it's kind of funny because it's like a couple of times this movie the diegetic music like you forget is diegetic because he's playing he plays classical music on a tape deck he turn like he's wearing in his backpack yeah. while she's playing and it's i can't remember the, the song but it's like a ballet yeah i can't do it it sounds like thank you that's it i have no idea what like yeah okay we got it that's enough we're gonna have to pay royalties to the public domain. I also have to. I should look it up because I I should know that it's a, it's a ballet piece. Obviously, it sounds I don't know Debussy. I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, I, I don't know enough. Somebody's about it. going to tweet us and tell us. I don't us know. What it no, is. no, they aren't. No, no, they aren't. Our, our, <laughs> our listeners are uncultured swine like us. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to an eighties movie podcast, um, but like. Like he basically, she starts talking to him. Like it's weird because he's playing that, but it's uh, but it's on the score of the. It doesn't sound like it's coming out of a tape yeah, deck, and yeah. then he hits stop when she stares at him. Yeah, it's like, a pretty funny moment. It was a mo- moderately humorous moment. And uh, and anyway, so she they start talking about the fact that they both go to Park High, and yeah. this was when I yeah because she just moved in. She just now, moved we'll be clear in. her. She just moved in. Yes, she's never actually been yet. Right. This is her first year. Obviously, she must be like it's, a junior. I think. Yeah, she's so she's sixteen. They say she's sixteen. Yeah. And he's yeah, he says either, he, yeah I think she's going about to be a junior. And he's fourteen, but he already has been at the school. Yeah, he's and an accelerated. He, and she classes. explains she says how does that happen? He explains he's been an accelerated. Uh, yeah. um, she's like, oh, like, so you must be pretty smart. And he's like, well, yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> just well, kind of a nice moment. Right. It, like, like I, I I will say like Lucas is fairly like he's a very believable nerdy smart kid. Yes. In this. Like, I think he's he's played a lot more. Like I will like one of the things about I think this movie is it. There's a defter touch on teens than you sometimes get, especially nerdy kids. Yes. Because he's, it's like, he's not completely friendless, which I actually was surprised to learn. And like, we'll learn a little bit that he actually, he has, like, people know him. He's not, you know, like a lot of times movie nerds are like not known in the school at all. Right. You know, but people do know him. I mean, most people make fun of him, but like he's known and he does have friends. Like he has AV geek friends and band geek friends. You know, it's, it's, it's. Like a movie like Heather's, let's say, is a quote-unquote realistic portrayal in it that shows the jerky side of high school. But this movie has a pretty good, 
uh, showing of the fact that high school can be awful and okay at the same time, right? Like, for the most part. Um, but and it's true, you don't necessarily believe he has friends because of the way that it sets yeah, it up. He seems like he's and, alone. And he also, and he also, I will say this: I know the '80s didn't really talk about things like you know, like it wasn't as as commonly talked about the autism spectrum, or right. at the time, Aspergers would be what it would have been called. Yeah. He comes off like he might have a mild case of that. You know, like he's still he's still highly socially functioning. He like you know he interacts with people. But there is something he's he seems to lack a couple of the like like. It seems like there's a couple of social graces that he doesn't quite grasp. Right. You Which know, could like, be just maturity. Could though. be just maturity. Yes, yeah. that's the thing. But like there is a there is like again, we're you know, like when you when you when you have an autistic child, you start seeing oh, like, yeah. that portrayed in the media. You know, you start noticing things. The Prius and, like, is everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, um, yeah, I love that you just said that. That's the Prius theory that no one like I think I've talked about that on the on the podcast. Oh, we haven't, before. Like, like you, you don't notice a Prius until suddenly someone talks about how they're everywhere and then and suddenly then you, you see, see them, them everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Um but it goes with anything. You yeah. know, like anything you're looking for, they're 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 it's always you'll you'll always it's confirmation bias. Right. Confirmation but um but so anyway, she talks him she she finds him pretty fascinating. He's yeah. very opinionated and he's he's very like like you know, like he, she says later, the way that she describes it is he has very deep thoughts, and yes. she really likes that about him. She right. finds him interesting, right? And he's yeah, he's very opinionated, but he's very like and he uh, like he he talks about how like you know like people are phony, like adults, like kind of with a little Holden Caulfield, yeah. but like he doesn't like the the whole rat race of Don't, like. Did you really just bring him up? Just just because Holden Caulfield always talks about phonies, but he does talk about how like the adult world, like the rat race of like you know commerce and whatever is like it's you know how it's it's fake and it's Superfi- not. His it's favorite superficial. word is superficial. Su- yeah, superficial. I, th- I think if we counted it up, he probably says that word like twenty five. Right, times like he he's interested in, in things actually meaning something, yeah. and like and you know he talks about like. Like, it basically, like, she gives him a ride back to his house. Like, she asks if he plays, like, he talks about, like, she, like she's playing tennis, and she asks if he plays tennis, and he's, he's like, well, I, you know, I, 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 I could play. And he's also, like, I, I'd play sports, but it, like, it's very superficial, yeah. and it's all jocks and cheerleaders, and they, they, you know, they don't mean anything. Yeah. They, you know, like, and he, and he talks about how his parents don't matter. Like, and he said, like, he's, she's going to take him to his house, and she dropped, there's this huge place, but he doesn't want her to come in. She says, her, his parents don't let anyone in. Yeah. You know, which is a huge red flag. I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. like I, I knew something was up instantly with that. Yeah. But like he's, you know, like he's like, this is my house, and he like he he goes walking like up to it, and she, you know, and she's like, well, I, you know, like oh, can I visit you? And he's like, no, like no, they can't do that. Yeah. You know, like just you know, it's like thank you for the ride or whatever. He go and he goes up to the house, and and then like it cuts like. Like it doesn't even go anywhere really. It just cuts to her basically finding his house again, and he's actually mowing the lawn. Yeah, and he's in like he's actually in the camp. I mean, love riding lawnmower. You know? <laughs> he totally is. Like he's just he's he's Jason Patrick, not Jason Patrick. That's that's uh, uh Patrick Patrick Dempsey. Dempsey. Yeah, Dempsey Jason. <laughs> um, but he's he's basically. You can hear more about Patrick Dempsey if you visit our other podcast, Hard Gray's Night. Assuming I ever let you update it. <laughs> um, but um, so he's. He's basically mowing that, and she calls him over, and she says basically she's been looking for him because she didn't know his last name, and she didn't. Uh, she couldn't remember number, where his house was. Uh, and, yeah. and his number is unlisted, apparently, yeah. or like she couldn't find his house. She didn't know where he was, and she like they, she couldn't remember what it looked like, and she saw him, and she asked him basically like if he'd like to play tennis with her, and he, and she, you know, like when are you available? He's like three o'clock, and like what day? Like any day. Yeah, every and day. Every day, yeah. and they, and then it goes into like kind of a little like montage of their friendship. Which is really sweet. Like it's yeah, it's like he shows her like all like and you can see like he's like he's opening her up to things that she wouldn't normally pay attention well, to. Well, and you like, see the the beginnings of that when when they're talk, having that conversation when she finds him at the at the house, 
And she says, oh my God, there's a bug on you. Get it off, get it off. And or he's whatever. Like, oh he's no, like, oh no, a... this is, you know, and he shows her what it is and it's a it's a locust yeah. or a, in our It's case, actually a cicada. cicada. But, uh, but I grew up calling them locusts too. That's mm. a, it's a fairly common colloquialism for them. You know, I, I switched to cicada to not confuse it with the actual locust. Yeah. You know, like, which is relative to the grasshopper, right. you know, but, you know, like, but, you know, like it's, it's a cicada. Yeah, but he talks about it's the it's like this year is the year of the seventeen year locust. Right. That's the thing is cicada is called a seventeen year locust. Right. Usually right. not a seventeen year cicada. True. You know, so but this is the year that they're they're hatching and it's not you know it's kind of like like this is they're they're going to be everywhere and this is like like it's, it only happens every seventeen years that it's which is it's true in theory but it's also they are staggered you see right. them every year but they're like like every, some years they're really they're, they have common. a seventeen year gestational cycle and there's one like. Every 17 years, there's a big, like, it's like the baby boom. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch. And because there's a bunch, they make more and lay eggs, and there's a bunch the next the 17 years. shells are everywhere. And you know, it's so, terrifying. but this is, yeah, this was the big, this is the big year for it. Um, which, if this movie is to be laid correctly, means we're only a couple years away from another one. Oh, yes. I remember when I remember uh, being actually in this area, and when we had the big boom of that yeah. happening, it was, there's, there were actually t shirts that survived by the, way, the summer. And by the way, we should speak on this really quickly. When she says, I remember being in this area when that happened, this was filmed in the town we're in. Yes. Like, this not just, this isn't up. just, okay, it's the North Shore near us. This isn't like the, the you know, like all those Hughes movies where it's filmed in like Northbrook. Yeah. It's near us. This is literally filmed like in places. That we see almost daily. Some of the, I mean, a lot of them are very different now. Yeah, yeah. But some of the some of the uh, school shots are actually at the high school that our son would go to if we were still here. If we right, were still assuming here. it's still like not torn down. Right, right, I mean, my high school was torn down recently that yeah. I went to. So I. But like, was, yeah. But yeah, that's Highland Park yeah. High School, as opposed to which they. It's funny they clearly. To save money on the budget, they just took the Highland off. Yeah, and they just call it Park High. Park High. Which I was starting to say earlier. Yeah. That they both go to Park High, and I yeah. was about to launch into yeah, that. Yeah, so, so yeah, this is, uh, but like, so, so yeah, like. The, there's some landmarks that are pretty some, fun, yeah, there's fun some moments. La- like, there, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that when it happens. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, the, the montage of their friendship is set to a synth harpsichord. <laughs> it is absolutely funny. insane. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, and anyway, he teaches her about like how that, that insects aren't, the, you know, like they aren't always these terrifying things. And like, he's talking about how they're fragile and their wings like their wings aren't like when they first hatch and this is true again yes. i've said it their wings aren't aren't dry yet they can't fly yeah. they're completely helpless when they first come out of the shell they're soft they're delicious to, for birds yeah you know and like whatever you know but and then he also teaches her they, they sneak under to watch a classical performance and this is funny because i'm like a park pro- classical like did he sneak into ravinia yeah. like i swear to god i think there it's the summer yeah apparently he snuck into the ravinia festival he comes out of a manhole under a yeah. guy and he's like Excuse us, we're with the festival or whatever. Can we listen right here? And the guy's like in a tux and he's yeah, like, yeah, all care. right, whatever. He's like, all right. But he looks really confused. And then he stops and asks him, for he asks, asks this guy under his feet, like from a manhole for a program. And the guy gives it to him. And they sit listening back to back. It's really and, sweet. Uh, yeah. And she's like, you know what, Lucas, I think I really, I really like classical music. You know, like, so like she's, he's basically like, they've become friends. And, and this is when Lucas, like their school's about to start. And Lucas says, basically, I wish, you know, like, I wish school never started. Because Lucas knows, because, like, she's a very pretty girl, you know, like, like, who's 16 years old, like, and who's new to this town. She's going to find friends and fit in in a way that he's not. You yeah. can tell. He's you like, tell he, knows. He, he, he knows this is, like, their special time together. And it's, and it's very obvious that Lucas has a huge crush on her. Oh, yeah. Which is not surprising. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's, she's beautiful. 1986 beautiful. She's beautiful. 1986 teen beautiful, too. 
Yeah. You know, like this is, this is, I mean, she's the pretty girl from the Goonies. Yeah. She, you know, she's not the tomboy from the Goonies. No, she's the pretty girl. You know, she's Brand's girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the end of it, she well, was yeah, Tommy yeah, or whatever. whatever the dude. I think yeah. the guy's name was Tommy, the, the, the D-bag. Hey, you, Goonie, 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 Goonie. Yeah. But she's good enough for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so anyway, we, there, and, and, and school comes back into session with just a smash cut into the grossest thing anyone could ever see, and that's Jeremy Piven. Yes. Oh my God, it is. We are talking, this is, it's so funny, this is like, Jeremy Piven, he's like 20, 21 at this exact moment, and Oh my God, he's already like, he's got the same hairline he has now. And I'm sorry, Jeremy. Like, I feel like he's a real, from what I hear, he's a world-class piece of work. You know? Yep. Like that's, I, that's the word around town. I would like to just say this too, that, I, you know, I've Evanston's seen, own I, Jeremy Piven. I've seen this movie many times. I, I, I know this movie very well. And I was shocked when I found out that John had never seen it. Um, as, you know, especially because we've talked about the whole bullying aspect of our, you know, of teenage years and your mm-hmm, experiences right. with that and all that. So I was really surprised that you'd never seen it. But, but what was great for me is that I never, I told him he wasn't allowed to look at the box because I didn't want him to know A, who was in the movie because there's right. some lovely like surprises i kind of forgot Cher- jeremy piven was in it because he's not a real serious oh, like, it's kind of easy to forget jeremy piven. but also <laughs> i knew and i did not tell him that we were living in the town that it was filmed in like i yeah. didn't tell him any of that like i just kind of uh, kept yeah. that to myself just, like i was suddenly like but, wait a but minute the best, but the best moment was it wasn't anything else about the movie that got him to go wait a minute it was when jeremy no no, no, no it was jeremy. when jeremy piven comes on so he's like was this filmed around here? It was such a great moment because I was like, the North Shore's of like, how did this movie not have a Cusack in it? I was wondering the same thing. Like they one of the lesser have, Cusacks. Like, they must have been filming something like at the same Brian time. Doyle Cusack. Yeah, Brian, or, they must have been filming. Or no, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brian Doyle. Come on, that was good. That, that was, was good. funny. I'm a funny guy. Um, I can only but imagine I, that something else is being filmed at the same. Oh, time. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I, it's 1986. There's another actually, Hughes movie. The, the, actually, in 1986, Joan Cusack was actually in the Saturday Night Live cast. Oh. And John sense. Cusack was already like starting to be in bigger movies. Yeah, so I'm sure they were just busy. Because I mean, this was a this was obviously a major studio release movie, but oh, this wasn't yeah. this wasn't like you know like the level of like your your Ferris Bueller's or your John Hughes movies in general. Right. Like this is a step below a John Hughes movie on oh, like yeah. the money front. I mean, mo- there's a lot of big names in this movie, but again, a lot of them weren't big names when this movie was made. Right. You know, and uh, another future very big name that shows up and. In a case of jaw-dropping, come on, you're missing the forest for the trees here. A guy who spends the entire movie pining, pining after this older Goonies, like, Kelly Green, like, Carrie Green? Carrie Green, Kelly Wilson? Carrie Wilson? (laughs) No. (laughs) Spending, like, pining after this girl who's completely, like, not that interested in him, him in anything except friendship completely misses the boat on the film debut of Winona Ryder. Yep. You know, I'm like, dude, dude, you are the same age as Winona Ryder and she is totally crushing on you. You fool. Yeah. You foolish fool. I mean, she's playing a nerdy girl. Yeah. She has short hair, which she actually has for a lot of her. As I was telling Allie, I'm like, I feel like Winona Ryder returns to that haircut every four or five years. Yep. And it always works for it her. It always works for her. Like, she pulls off a pixie cut better yeah. than anyone in, like, Hollywood. Yeah. But I was like, oh, my God, Winona Ryder's in this movie. Like, it's a pre... I thought Heather's was her, like, first big Well, like, I knew, and I knew movie. she was going to... And she's on the box, and that's why I didn't want you to look at it, because yeah. I, I wanted you to be surprised yeah, exactly. by that. exactly. I mean, she doesn't have that big a part in this movie, yeah. but, like, you know, but because she's But you also went the, the entire movie names. without even knowing that was Corey Haim, which was I know, I know. Shame on me. I was an idiot. And I thought 
thought, well, you must have seen it when it came up on screen, but I don't know. You must have been looking down and writing. When yeah, I take a lot of I took a lot of notes, yeah. unlike you, because you've seen this movie a million right. times. But anyway, um, so so oh, let me see. I want to see. I'm getting back to my part. No, no, um, no. And, and yeah, and, and even Charlie Sheen looks like he's like 12 in this movie. He's like young. he's he's in his early 20s. Yeah. You know, like, but I think, or maybe, yeah, like, I think he's like 21 or whatever. But, but you see Charlie Sheen shows up also near the beginning of this. So what, so what you see, right now they're in registration for, for the, like, orientation registration day. And and it's such major chaos that, and I don't know, any, any uh, principal that would ever actually do this, but the principal stands up who looks like. John C. Riley, but it's not John C. Riley. Actually, it's more that he kind of sounds like him. Yeah. Oh, he also kind of looks like him in this yeah, movie. Yeah. But but actually, it turns out the principal is actually the dad from Uncle and Buck. Buck yeah. <laughs> you know. But he stands up and he basically says, "All right, we're going to forego registration for another day," which because, makes no sense. Yeah. And he's like, "We're going to go and have a pep rally instead." Yeah. And so, so they, and 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 we, they go to this big pep rally, and that's actually when you introduce. Yeah. They yes. introduce the and like everyone's rushing up, and uh, and meanwhile, uh, Lucas is trying to sneak closer to. Uh, Oh, 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 the girl's name is Maggie. Yeah, Maggie. Margaret to Maggie. Short for Margaret. And he, he actually says something like, because when he first talks to her, she, like, you know, like he's talking, oh, she asked him when he first talks to her if he's a communist. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's like, no, but I like to keep an open mind. And, like, basically, like, it's kind of, like, implied that, like, she's seeing the world in black and white, and he's trying to, like, like be more complex with the world. And he says at one point, like, Maggie, that's a good name for you. It's like a magpie, which is in black and white. Yeah. You know, and, um. And but they also I, like to collect shiny things. Yeah. <laughs> Sheeny things. <laughs> oh, you didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I apologize for that. Oh, I'm in pain from that. that but yeah. But anyway, we see the football team. And, and while we're going up, Bruno, like mm-hmm. while he's trying to sneak up to get yeah. next to her, uh, Bruno is running down. And Bruno is one of the bullies. He's a blonde guy who's big. He's obviously blonde. It's the he's, 80s. And he's... And he, uh, Supposedly, I looked him up, and he like the main the only I, he looked really familiar. But the yeah. only thing I can think of, I must have seen him is I think he was a cast member on the Hogan Family. Oh yeah, I think he was one of the kids or something. I, I don't think know. It was Thomas Hodges or something like that. I can't something remember. I, don't, I, I, I I would look it up, but yeah. I'm super lazy. You were super uh, lazy. But um, but, anyway, so but he, he, he drags him up, and he's you know he's making fun of me like. You know, like, Lucas wants to join the football team and, like, throw him down. And hey, then, my God, it was Chekhov's bullying. Yes, it was. <laughs> but, um, and so they're basically bullying it. And the, you can tell the coach is not happy about right, this because this Lucas, is his moment. And by the way, the coach by the way, the way, coach had, like, once again, we see, a, like, a, a, an authority fig, figure with no authority over his. I mean, the coach for most of the movies, like, runs roughshod over them yeah. and they're, they're really loyal to him. But he doesn't, like, he looks, like, upset that they've dragged this kid up. But instead of going... Telling them, "Hey, let him go, put him down." Like, yeah. like they, they, like they. Everyone's pointing and laughing at Lucas, and then Lucas kind of plays along and like acts really dork, like tries like because like everyone's looking at him and he, he can get a laugh. I get that. That's yeah. the class clown mentality. And like eventually, he is uh, you know shooed off the stage. Embar- he's embarrassed. embarrassed. Yeah. He's embarrassed off the stage, and he runs off. And this is another one of those things you just can't do anymore. Yeah. That apparently you could do back in the day, which is literally just leave. He just left school. Like he he leaves school and she fought fa- and, uh, uh, and Maggie, Maggie follows, follows him. him. Yeah, you know, and then they decide to like. She basically says, "You're right." You know, yeah, these people are these people are superficial. You know, and 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 we get our first glimpse of and um, and we get our we get our glimpse of Cap. You know, Cappy, the captain of the of the uh, football team, which is uh, Charlie Charlie Sheen. Sheen. I'm assuming he's he's the quarterback, and he's you know he's. He's man. Charlie Sheen looks twelve in this movie. He, really he does. looks so young. Yeah. But like, he's playing a role that is so un Charlie Sheen even back then. Yeah. Which is the upstanding preppy nice guy. Yes. Like like, 
it's like all of those things in combination you just never see like even in ferris bueller he's yeah. like the you know he's the juvenile delinquent with mm -hmm. who's really perceptive he's right. not you know and like all the early charlie sheen movies that i can think of, like major league he's like the wild thing you know yeah. <laughs> like he's a troublemaker you know right. like he's it's just weird because he's like he's basically playing like i actually think it's brilliant casting he's playing the dairy role yeah. For, like from the outsiders. He's yeah. like the nice he's he's like the nice older brother figure, although like that gets complicated in this movie. But yeah. like I, I kind of like his character being I mean, this isn't it's not it's not like bucking trends for casting Charlie Sheen at this point, because Charlie Sheen was too young to have a right. Charlie Sheen type. Right. You know. But it is like I, I like his character because he's a little more complex than like like he likes Lucas. Mm -hmm. He's like he would consider Lucas a friend. Yeah. Like, unlike pretty much most of the school. Right. And a lot of it you find out later is because he found that Lucas helped him, like, when he, he had hepatitis and Lucas helped him with his homework and helped him keep caught up. And Lucas didn't have to do that. Right. And she, and, and when told why, she's like, you know, he's like, you know, he was, you were nice to him. And he's like, no, no I, I didn't I, used I was, to be. I didn't used to be. And like, I was just but, as bad as the rest of them. But like, like, but Lucas apparently won him over by being a decent person to right. him. And then, like, and like most of the movie, Charlie Sheen, like, He's on Lucas's side even when he's not. Yeah. You know, like, Lu Lucas turns on him later, but he, like, but he never really, he's not trying to hurt Lucas right. with the, in the things he does that hurts him. Right. You know, but, you know, it's, anyway, you, you see him now. Which is why I think, wait, hold on, which is why I think that's such a good bit of casting. And it's hard to, again, it's hard to separate Charlie Sheen that we know from this, but well, he does, Charlie, but to his credit as an actor, like, he's completely convincing at this point and yeah. you, you wouldn't expect well and that's why I think it's such a good bit of casting for him because whether you are bringing in information from before or not the fact that you've got this really you know he's a very good looking and very charming guy but you're right like you initial looking at Charlie Sheen you can see that there could be a glint in his eye that has sort of right. you know a, a mischievous quality like a sort well, of a, he kind of looks like he could be a world class prick yes he does and I think that's even more so than Emilio who plays who plays the more bullying jock in uh, The Breakfast Club but this is why I think it's such good casting because you, you, when she says that to him and he's like, no, I used to be just as much of a jerk as all the rest of these guys, you can see that that's true. You're not looking at somebody that you're like, you were never a jerk to no, him. You no, were, you can see. You, you can, can see, totally see it right, the minute that they say that. Yeah, and he, he's, yeah, he's the, and it's actually a much, like, honestly, it's a much more realistic portrayal of, of a, like, a world of jocks and nerds because yes. there's always like in my like in my experience there were guys on the football team and the basketball team in my school who were not raging cocks and there were guys who were not jocks at all who were probably the worst bullies yes you know like i i honestly think the worst bullies in my school were people who were not particularly jocks but were like kind of preppy kind of well off but not but nothing special yeah like they had things they needed to submit like the really handsome really like like popular people in my school in all in hindsight they weren't the biggest jerks no you know for the most part like the really handsome really popular people were in the business of being handsome and popular you know whereas it was those mid-range like bruno bruno's a those great types, example. like the guys who are like not that handsome he's a jock but that's all he's got going for him right you know like he like He's gonna be the bully, right? Because he's got nothing better in his life than right. to pick on somebody, right? And you and and so so they so Lucas leaves whatever, and then they um, end up deciding that they're gonna go see the, the the Friday night movie, and everybody in the school is going to it's, the movie, which is very strange. I, I'm not gonna buy this yeah. that an entire high school is gonna go see a, a reissue of Vincent Price in The Fly. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, it's cool and all that. Yeah, you know, and it 
It wasn't even Return of the Fly, so I don't get to go do my terrible Glenn Danzig impression. So they go. Um, so there. So so Lucas goes to meet Maggie at the movies. And he's you know he gets their tickets, and um, they go to them and they end up and they actually run into uh, Lucas's friend, the guy from the AV Club. I can't remember his name in the movie. I can't either. But he's also nerdy. He's like he's, he's like the, he's the part that if this movie was made like ten years ago would have been oh fuck I just Jonah Hill Jonah Hill okay. that's exactly like, what I was gonna or say maybe fifteen years ago yeah, Jonah yeah. Hill's a little older that would have been that. Jonah like, Hill Jonah Hill as a kid would have played this yes, guy if there was yes. if, there, if this movie had been made yes. when he, when Jonah Hill was like fifteen exactly like he's like a Jonah Hill type yeah just like he's overweight curly hair you know kind of very affable but at the same time like kind of a dork know, kind of a dork and so he's he's uh, and I kind of like that he really stood up well for that's what I was about very interesting way that's what I was about to talk about is that usually you think about nerds and you think about them being, you know, scared or wimps or whatever you want to call them. But but he's such an interesting character because Bruno comes over and starts uh, harassing Lucas and and uh, bullying him, making fun of him and calling him names, which one of them is Luca Plakia, which we find out later what that means in the movie. Uh, Maggie asks what why they call him that, and Luca Plakia means cancer of the mouth. Which, by the way... Good on Bruno for doing his yes. research to find a really, really good name, like a yeah. really like a really esoteric yeah. way to insult somebody. It was pretty good because normally, like normally, like the, the the guys who made fun of me in school just usually like stuck with like homophobic comments yeah. or 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 nerd, you know, yeah, or dork well, or something. He did some good. He did some good research. But uh, what was interesting is that, and I think part of it is he's trying to impress his girlfriend, who's not impressed by this. She's one of the cheerleaders, but she's obviously not impressed. But he's he's you know yeah. he doesn't like actually. It, his girlfriend, no, I guess she is a cheerleader, but she's, she's kind of like, but she's, I, I, I remember seeing her in the chorus scene, but then again, who wasn't in that yeah, scene? But anyway, um, so, so, so Bruno comes over and they're at the, the snack, you know, getting like the And by the way, this is how we know Bruno's the villain and Charlie Sheen is the nice guy. Right, this is where this happens. This is how we know, because, I mean, you're going to say, people are going to say it's because this guy's picking on Lucas and Charlie Sheen's like, come on, no, we're not. We're uh -huh. not going to do that. You're going to hang out with me. Uh -huh. And like, he puts himself in between the two. Uh -huh. But really the reason we know he's the villain and Charlie Sheen is the good guy in this is because he calls them Reese's Pieces and Charlie <laughs> Sheen correctly says Reese's, Reese's Pieces. pieces. So, um, but Bruno uh, is is harassing him and, and the Jonah Hill character steps up and defends and says, you know, he's... He gets in his face. He gets in his face. And like, he swears him. He's like... You, you fuck, yeah, like yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. what he says, but like, yeah. like he like says some really, and it's great because um you see Bruno a little bit like really you're gonna get it you're gonna you're gonna like he's almost like what are you doing yeah what do you you're, think you're I, I could level you but yeah. he's actually he's almost bemused by yeah. it like he can't even figure out why this guy is getting in his face yeah and it's great because he's like he's like uh, Lucas, oh Lucas can't speak for himself he's like he's scared I'm not it's such a great it's a great scene yeah because and, and then Lucas and then Lucas realizing that I think because he's gonna look bad in front yeah, of uh, Maggie, Maggie then Lucas starts talking shit. And uh -huh. like this guy's managed to get away with it, but this guy's not going to let Lucas. But Bruno's not, not going to let, let Lucas, Lucas get away with it. And that's when Cap steps in, and he's like, "They, you know, leave them alone. They're hanging out with us after this. There's not going to be a fight. It's fine." And then um, Bruno's like, "Fine, just make sure that we're on opposite sides of the, you know, field tomorrow, or whatever." You yeah. know, so it's like so stupid. And right, and it's it, and it was yeah yeah it was very yeah weird. And it, it, I will say that like parts of this movie are very weird and unrealistic in that like I don't re recall like any of my dorky friends like going out with the jock 
on a. I think he was doing it to protect. Them. Right, I know, yeah. but like, like, but so they they end up in a car with everybody driving around. Uh, Charlie with Sheen's Jeremy make, Piven with Jeremy Piven and and Charlie Sheen's making out with uh, Courtney Thorne Smith. Yeah, uh, uh, that's his girlfriend Elise. Who I I literally like Courtney Thorne Smith is someone who I know the existence of, but literally all the things she's ever been in have been things I've not really watched. Yeah. yeah. So it's like Courtney. I have to look at I'm like, oh, Melrose Place. Yeah. That's that's where I would have known her from if I watched things. Yes. Or Ally McBeal as someone thing I would. Oh yeah, I forgot if she was I in watched that things. goddamn movie. But um, but I didn't like none of the things. I, literally nothing she's done except Lucas has ever been a thing I've watched enough to recognize her. Right, right. But uh, so anyway, she's a. This is probably her first movie too. I had assumed. I don't know. I didn't look it know, up, but yeah, but, probably. But she's, so like, but they're making out, and then like basically something flies at them. They like they fly. Well, they're in the, the car. Yeah, they're in a car. Something fly like flies. They're in a convertible, and like they they have to swerve off the road. They swerve off the road. Everyone's like, oh my god, is everyone okay? And like, and Lucas is like, it's locusts. It's yeah. just locusts. There's a lot of locusts around right now, and like, you know, like um, Courtney Thorne Smith is freaking out because something's in her hair. And uh, Maggie comes over and says, "No, no, here, I'll go." And now Maggie, who was terrified of the bug, like because she spent time with Lucas, like takes this, like he's like, "Oh, it's a locust," and she gives it to Lucas. And Lucas like goes and it's like, "Oh, he's not even able to fly yet. His yeah. wings are wet." And he, yeah. like you see him like 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 he, they go over and it. In this scene that actually was fraught with tension because what I expected to happen did happen eventually, but yeah. it didn't for a long time. It didn't happen until Charlie Sheen was gone. Yes. Um, is he's holding this little bug out in the headlight to, sh- to look at it, and he's like, yeah, he's defenseless. He can't fly right now. Yeah. You know, whatever. And like, But anyway, um, Charlie Sheen starts talking. Like, Cap starts talking to Maggie. Yeah. And that and I can't remember Courtney Thorne's character. Elise kind of gets really jealous, and she's like, I want to go. Yeah. Because he, he, she sees yeah. that he obviously likes her. Yes. Like, like it's, 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 it's dogs know. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's one of those things that like, it's so like a perfect high school thing. Cause yeah. he's been dating Elise forever. Three but, years. But he's been dating her because that's what you do. Yeah. Like you, okay. Uh, you're the cheerleader. I'm the, 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 you know, I'm the football player. I'm the captain of this. You're the captain of that. We're the most popular couple. Yeah. And it like, it's like, he likes her, but it's like, it's high school. Yeah. And he, and like, and, and the honest truth is. She's just more interesting. She is. Maggie's more interesting. Yeah, Elise she's, is sort of one note. Yeah, Elise is the, the blonde cheerleader, and she's just a cheerleader, and yeah. she, and you never really, never once does she show that she's interested in anything other than just being a cheerleader. Right. Like there, you don't you don't hear anything about her like having hopes, wants, dreams, anything. Yeah. You know, and you know, and not that Charlie Sheen is like a brilliant guy, but like he's better, he's more faceted, I think, than she is. Agreed. And, and that's the. You know that's the problem, and and meanwhile, like someone very interesting has shown up. Plus, it's the traditional oh, the redhead shows up, so the blonde the blonde has to now take second fiddle. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's the Hollywood. Well, look, the brunettes have taken second fiddle to the blondes for the for our entire lives. About foolish, time. Foolish, foolish, yeah, I tell I you. I agree. I agree. So Winona. Uh, <laughs> so um, well, she's a raven hair. It's a little different. Oh, uh, yeah. And you're not. You're raven hair. I have yeah. brown hair. Yeah, but it's yeah, but it's dark, dark brown. Mm. Your hair is borderline black when you it, when, when your highlights have grown out a little bit look mm-hmm. at that look at those roots they are dark mm-hmm. dark black yeah brown we know you have a type BB i case. have a type we know my mom oh no oh no <laughs> oh um yeah, there we go let's do that i don't feel at all disgusted yeah, let's just end this podcast yeah, that now was weird yes um so i said that to be gr- gross i, I so hope you while realize. he's holding the locust somebody of course um after like they go to the yeah. car like he goes to the car so now like they all knock the like he's he's tied up with elise and her issues and that's when they knock the bug out of his hand and everyone stomps on it yeah, which is just so and, brutal like and... it's i mean they don't show it yeah. like actually squished or anything like that but you know like it's so poor lucas is like you know whatever and, and 
you know, and Maggie tries to go with him. I keep wanting to call her Andy because yeah. of Goonies. Yeah, Maggie sees this and she just she, sees, she looks yeah she looks he sad. He just keeps getting so every time that she's with him, even the nice people still bully him, and you can see like his he's so so sensitive and well done because now he's embarrassed, now he's sad, but he doesn't want to be embarrassed in front of Maggie. So there's this like yeah, great he's moment to, yeah. to like how he's trying to hold it together, you know, and be okay with this because also like. Cap is one of his friends. Yeah. But and, yeah. But but Cap has so many other things going on right. in his life. But there's like, this. But there's still like a. It's a hands off. Like, yeah. They don't hang out together. Yeah. So it's much an arm's length thing. So much as he's, Cap likes him enough to try and keep people from being like he's not going to be go out of his way to do nice things for him. So much as he's going to go out of Protect his way to him. make sure no one does mean things right, to him. And there right. is a difference. Yes, that's true. Like, he's more of an ally than a friend. Yes, yes, I would agree with that. I would and agree with that. So uh, the next thing we do, we, we kind of, Lucas fades out of the into the background for a minute because now uh, we've obviously going to develop the burgeoning relationship between Andy and, Andy? Maggie. Andy and Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> Maggie and, and Maggie Cap. and Cap. And, um, they're in the same cooking they're in class. The, they're the, like, yeah, it's like the home ec class. Yeah. And it's kind of a kind of a like contrived moment, I'm going to be honest. Because she's got him up, and, like the, the teacher's got him up in an apron, and she's like, and she looks like Julia Child. The yeah. way that she's except that, except that she's not seven feet tall. This is true, <laughs> and she doesn't have the ooh voice, you know. Um, ooh, just cut my thumb. I'm sorry, I, I never think of the real Julia Child. I think of Dan Aykroyd. Yes. Cut the dickens out of my thumb. Yes. Um, but um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I just think of Meryl Streep now. Yeah, well, smell like Streep for cheap. Ooh. Meryl Streep's versatility. It was a Simpsons reference. It wasn't an insult. Yeah. Um, but it, it was, uh, yeah, like she's like basically telling him that she loves these guys, these jock guys to be up there because they look so, they, they, they're always so helpless. Yeah. You know, like these tough guys are always so helpless when you make them do kitchen things. And she's like, but you don't, you don't seem like you're too helpless. He's like, you know, I try, you know, and he's like, he's like, good breaking up that banana, which is kind of <laughs> funny so when funny. it's like, but they, they're making like a, a, a smoothie a smoothie or something in a blender. There was no such thing as smoothies in the 80s. Yeah. They were just making a blender thing. Blender drink. A blender drink. And she's like, you forgetting anything? No. And it's really obvious. I'm like, the lid, the lid, put the lid on, yeah. you know, like, and, and she lets him, she lets him turn it on and spray everyone. Which is kind of a lovely moment. It's, yeah, but it's so unbelievable because, you know, the teacher's going to have to help clean that up, mm-hmm. you know, and like. It's like it's like and so basically she sends Maggie off to help him use the washer dryer. use the washer dryer and for some reason the washer dryer inside like I think they're inside the same evidence locker dungeon that the the car shop is from uh, Pretty in Sixteen Candles oh yeah you know where where, uh, where the nerd and yeah. uh, <laughs> no I think where they are is it's actually the washer dryer uh, by the. Because they when he opens the door and then all the balls come out, so it must be where the yeah where the I gym guess is. Like, yeah it's by the gym or the, something, yeah, but it's the, like yeah. it's it's very like out the middle. It's like this giant room with just the two of them, and the washers are all in the middle of the room. By yeah. the way, they look like coin operated. Yeah, washers. they do. They, they look like they got the kajunk thing from a laundromat. But they probably just you know. I know they're probably yeah. yeah. But anyway, I'm just saying I noticed that that, yeah. that about them. But anyway, she's washing his shirt, so now he's shirtless. Yeah. And by the way, apparently Charlie Sheen has had a tattoo for a lot of his life yes. because there is an obvious cover up. Of his tattoo on his sh- on his right shoulder, you can see like there's this shadow yeah. that follows him even when he's in the light, yeah, like, it's on, really like weird. moving like right around like in between his bicep and his deltoid yeah, muscle. There is ob- he's obviously got a tattoo there, um, even back in the '80s. That's kind of like I gotta say, tattoos in the '80s were fairly uncommon. Yeah, it wasn't until the '90s that people really started getting like ink all over their bodies and it becoming socially acceptable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he doesn't have like a nose ring or anything. That that, that that's a little a bridge too far. But, like, we have this whole, like, this is the scene where they, they have a big conversation about their lives. And they, they, talk, they talk about Lucas a little bit. And, like, 
one of the reasons she likes him. That's when he gets the deep thing. He thinks deep thoughts. thoughts, And and he says something like, "Yeah, you know." Like she asks him, like he's like, "Yeah, I I think he he mentions that he thinks deep thoughts." Or she asks him, he says, "Do you have very do you have deep thoughts?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And she looks at him and he's like. Well, not right now. Yeah, I'm not having any right <laughs> now. now. But and it's, it's a charming it's moment. And it's charming. designed like the two of them are obviously falling for each other. Yeah. But he's still with Elise. And she yeah. asks him about Elise and yeah. everything. And, you know, like, ultimately, like, yeah, they're having this weird little moment. And at one point, my favorite, like, weird moment in that is he pulls out a stick of gum, bites it in half, and yeah. hands her one like he's my damn grandmother. And he can't <laughs> eat a whole stick of gum himself. <laughs> Nice and like, I know, but the way her. he offers, he's like bites it and is like, Here you go. Yeah, and then, like, it, but then, it, like, they chew it for like two seconds and they're like, Oh, this isn't very good gum. Yeah. And, he, and she takes it from him and like he hands it to her and yeah. she, they throw it out. It's so like, That's when the Elise conversation and that's when the Elise, like, yeah. And then he ends up like, he, Yeah, he, he ends up opening up a, a locker full of balls and just fall everywhere. Well, before that him. happens, is that she climbs up on a uh, there's a ladder there for whatever reason. And I, I turn to John and I go, Oh, this is now the our town moment. Yeah, it does. It looks like <laughs> the Emily George moment. It, it's either that or it's like backstage at A and E. Whenever they do, they remember that can be like the nineties when A and E, like, yes. like that, that, they'd have that the host come and just lean on the ladder, ladder. while talking. <laughs> so funny. So you know, um, which, which Mystery Science Theater did a really great parody of when they did the Mystery Science Theater Hour for syndication, where yeah. Mike they dressed Mike Nelson up like that guy, and he would just walk in. It was like a room full of ladders, and he would just walk from ladder to ladder, <laughs> lean on one and talk, and then walk to another one and lean on it. Um, that's but, what you need. You don't need a mantle. You need a bunch I need of a ladder. ladder. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say... Have we explained my I like to lean on a mantle to pontificate? I don't know. Thing? We don't have a mantle in this house, oh. but I, I all I want is a mantle to lean on to talk God, to people. It's annoying. Uh, anyway, so but we were so what, what happens in this moment is um, she's kind of shivering, and they've been... For whatever reason, there's laundry there. There's the towels that must be for the... Yeah, the, yeah he's been folding they've, they've been towels. folding towels. And she's, she, he says, are you cold? And she says... Yeah, well, he's completely shirtless yeah. and like... You know, like, and she says yes, and then he takes one of the towels and he puts it over her shoulders, and you see that would be the moment they would kiss, but they don't and they can't because he's still with Elise. And, and also, it's high school, and people are awkward yes, in high school. And it's such a nice moment, and that's when he breaks the tension by um, he undoes. She climbs up on the ladder, and he yeah. undoes the thing, and, and then like, like yeah, kicks a bunch kicks of balls. balls and, like, um, and then, by the way. This, this school really needs some sorting because they've got like soccer balls and basketballs yeah, and volleyballs. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Um, but it's, the, a, it's a nice moment because it breaks the tension, but at the same time, you already know that the two of them are so head over heels for each other at this right, point. Yeah. Um, and then that's, we, we learned that, Ma- like, we learned that Maggie's trying out for cheerleading. And oh, there's no, a, th- no, not yet. Uh, that's my next thing on my notes. Oh, no. What happens right before this is um, he tells her. That she should try out for children. Oh, yeah, he does, yeah. He mentions that he thinks she'd be very good at oh, it. Oh, yeah, because... And, and, and Elise gets mad about and, and, that. Because Elise... Yeah, because... Yeah, that was... He found Elise was mad because he had said... Like, because... Like, like he said, Elise thinks you're very pretty. And, yeah. like, the reason he found out, like, was basically because she... Like, he had said, yeah, I think she should try out for cheerleading. You yeah. know, like, or something like yes. that. And she got real mad at that. So, but so that's very, when the, that, that plants the seed for her. And then we see her... No, the very next scene, we see her standing and waiting to talk to Cap. She's waiting for him. But Lucas finds it, her. Yeah. And, um, oh no, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Be- because, yes, it's the cheerleading thing next. Yeah. You're right. Right. They go for you're cheerleading right. tryouts. And Lucas, like, basically, she's sitting and watching, and they, they lay in a weird bit of foreshadowing about Title IX rules. Yes. Like, that basically, because they talk about, like, how, like, anybody bo- can try out. Anyone can try out, even the boys. That's yeah. the law, because everyone, everyone is allowed to try out for anything in the school, yeah. you know? Like, I mean, there's a little bit more nuance to Title IX. Like, right. if there is a dedicated women's sport, mm-hmm. then then women aren't necessarily allowed to try out for the boys' team. Mm-hmm. But in any sport that there is not a dedicated women's version, right? which I think is why a lot of high schools probably do powder puff. Oh, yeah. 
you know, yeah, yeah. is my guess. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, that that's not that that's a little too complex for this movie. Right. But um, but basically, like, but that lays in the seed, and it's really funny because I was like, is Lucas gonna try to be a cheerleader with her so that he could be with her? Yeah. Like that's where I thought it was oh, going. Oh, you did. Oh, but uh, you know, like. He just gets mad at her, and he's like, "Why would you want to be, like, be this phony?" And she, he, like, he's, he's trying to. He's he's basically saying, "Hey, we can catch tadpoles, and, and you get can a guaranteed that, a. Get a, like if you bring them to Mister whatever uh, is it is it Krieger or whatever the, the is it the 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 the, the, John, the, the pseudo John C Riley um, I think is who like I don't know. Or is he the principal? No, he's the principal. But anyway, it's like basically this this one of the teachers. Um, oh, before I forget. Oh yeah, when you talk about the band teacher. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It, we we didn't. Yeah, the, the he we forgot that like at the very beginning, like the reason Winona Ryder knows him and has a crush on him, and the reason that other guy, the other guy who's taking like AV stuff, is like he may or may not try out for the band this year because he heard the new band teacher's a real dick, you know, yeah. he's just a real prick, real hard nose, is because the old band leader is dead, and there's they, they it's never established fully. The rumor is he committed suicide because he was in love with someone, but. Uh, other people are like, no, he had a stroke or yeah. whatever. Like, 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 like. There's an uh, like they they. It's very true to yeah. high school. It, yeah. There's no consensus. Yes, on the road. on like on like everyone everyone believes certain things. It's like it's kind of like everyone in high school. It's like there's that teacher that everyone knew was gay, mm-hmm. even if there's not a lot of evidence. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like like we everyone knew our chemistry teacher was a lesbian because. Someone swore they saw her watching the girls' soccer team practice and stuff like you know it's like one of those like okay where are you getting this from? We had, you know, we had she team. may have been a lesbian, but we don't like there's no evidence and that like those rumors go around and other people are like oh come on she's got a boyfriend or whatever you know like it's that back and forth where nobody knows. You we know, had like, a science teacher who only had one eye and we had a glass eye and um, oh my gosh the rumors that went around by how that happened to him oh, yeah. like every science failed science experiment somebody poked his eye out you know in class right. like, yeah. you know, there's like a hundred different rumors and never really found out the reason but you know yeah. anyway continue so yeah so uh basically and he's like you know like there's this whole thing where he's like you know like he wants her to do this and she's like no i want to be a cheerleader and he gets very upset it's like it's like it's like okay we can do it tomorrow it's like well if i like being trying out for cheerleader it's going to be every day yeah. that I'm going to be a cheerleader. And he's like, why would you want to do that? And this whole yeah. big fight. And yeah. she's like, and she's like, I mean, she, I mean, this is the point when it becomes really obvious that like one of the, one of the flaws and like, like, let's face it, he's our protagonist, but yeah. it is a, like, well, actually, I think she's more of the protagonist than he is. I really. don't know. Like, but it's about, it, the movie's titled him, but I feel like it's really more about her, you know, in a lot of ways. Interesting. Okay, continue. You know, like, because it's really her journey, not his. Mm, but he's, he's the one that changes. They're interlocked. They're yeah. in, well, yeah, they're interrelated. But I feel she I, doesn't really change. No, she's no, the same right. person right. from the beginning journey. to the end. It's his. But I feel, yeah, you're right. It is his journey. But I feel like the movie folk. Like, I feel like she's more of an intrigue character than he is, and maybe because her motivations are more understandable mm. okay. than his. Because I feel like the movie really like centers on her more than it centers on him. Interesting. Like you don't see Lucas by himself talking to anyone about her. Right. You know, you don't see, yeah, you don't, you don't see, like, you see him working things out, but it's, but it's usually through the lens of her, uh-huh. you know, but, but anyway, you're saying, but yeah, where, where I was like, oh, so he's like, but you, you get her like almost straight up telling him I'm not your girlfriend, but not like, it's well, kind she of, basically says, I'm new here and I'm I don't know anybody. And I don't know anybody. And like, it's everything he's terrified of. Yeah. You can see like, this is the bad side of him is he's possessive and he thinks of, he does kind of think of like, if he, it's. Like he's got a very burgeoning nice guy syndrome that could happen where he thinks that like if I'm if I'm if I'm around her enough and I'm good enough, she'll realize I'm great yeah. and be with me. You know, and the thing well, is that's kinda of what happened with you. Yeah. yeah. 
but I am great. Is that what happened? <laughs> Were you actually great? Well, that and uh, low-level brainwashing that I've been uh, spending years on with you. Wow, um, really well, because I didn't even notice. Execute order 63. Here I go! <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, um, but yeah, he's like he seems to be, he gets a little weirdly possessive, and she's kind of like being like, listen, I want to have a social life beyond just you. Mm-hmm. You're my, like, I mean, she's he's her friend. She wants him to be her friend. She likes him, but he's not enough. Yeah. And she like she's and not she's a, not attracted yeah. to him. Yeah. Like it's just so, it's just the way it is and the way the way like honestly it's always going to be. And like I think, you know, like a lot of a lot of young nerdy guys like traditionally have had a problem with this idea that like they, they really think if they like if a girl is friends with me, then if I'm good enough and show her that I'm more sensitive than that jerk she's with, you know, she'll end up with me. And it's it's a very toxic like mindset and it, it, it's 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 rampant you know like it, it's this entitlement that thinks that like women can't have agency and that like honest to god maybe she's just not attracted to you that way you know like it's like like you know like it's just not it's it's her choice if she doesn't want to be with you she doesn't want to be with you but lucas lives in this world where like if he, he can force the issue right because he doesn't know yet he's, you know, like, he's and it's like, and not in the sense of like sexually assaulting no, her no. but like just in the sense of if he like He's showing her, like, keeping her mind and open. If he's, relent- gonna... if he's relentless enough, yeah. he's going to wear her down. So, and that so... is something that men try. So the next day... And I know I've had that mindset when I was younger, too. He meets... He try, He sees her waiting by the stairs, and she's obviously waiting... She keeps looking past him, and she's waiting for Cap to show up. Is this up. before or after the chorus? Let's do. Let's discuss this now, oh, and then we'll go to the chorus. Okay, you might... Yeah, my, the chorus thing might be next. I don't remember. But the point is um, that he sees her... And um, and he's like, oh, I'm so glad you waited for me. And he's carrying a thing the thing full, full of, of the tadpoles. tadpoles. And he's like, she's oh, like I you can just give this to him. Yeah, for, like, yeah, I did it I, for I, you. I got you some extra. He's trying to like basically make peace the way he understands how. Right, right. And, then, and she's obviously not really paying attention. She's like, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. great. And then she sees Cap and, and she smiles at him. He comes over and he's like, oh, Cap, I'm so glad you're here because I wanted to talk to you too. And and, 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 and then the two of them basically like, oh, yeah, that's great. And yeah. then they go off together talking and he's like falling behind them. And I, I, I realized that that is, I think, right after the chorus thing because okay. I, I have, oh, awkward in my notes, which is that I think related to that. Yeah. But anyway, there's a scene right before that. Well, wait, I, let me finish. Yeah, no, it is because this is when he'd broken up with, he tells her he'd broken up with Elise, I think. No, 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 not yet. Let me finish. Let me finish where I'm at because this is when he, when, when Lucas is following behind them, going up the stairs, and he says, and he says, um, he says, well, Cap, I was, you know, I'm glad you're here because I thought you and Elise could, um, you know, yeah, take yeah. us to the dance, mm-hmm. or you, you guys could drive us. And she's like, what are you talking about, Lucas? And he's like, the dance on Friday. He's like, you know, uh, so do you think you and Elise can take me and Maggie? And he's like, well, yeah, yeah, I can take you. And then Elise shows up, and she's like. And um, she's like, what are we talking about here? Because she's obviously still yeah. jealous. And he's like, oh, um, we're going to take Lucas and Maggie. to the, They're going to ride with us to the dance. And she's like, oh, you two are going out. That's, you make so such a great, great couple. couple. That back seat's going to be so fun for you. Yeah, it's like really, she's like, it's a really good time after the dance. We always go up to the, you know, she yeah. talks about making it. It's this really and, and, gross, and, awkward moment. Right, and, and, and yeah, she gets really angry at him after, like, after everyone's gone. She's like, what are you doing? You know, I never like, said I was going to, did I ever say I was going to go with you to a dance? And, she's, and he says, will you? Will you? <laughs> you know, and it's, it is like, yeah, and it's gross. He just assumes that she's going to go with yeah. him. And let's go back because this Actually, I think this yeah. happened before. Yeah. Uh, we get this weird cut. To like, uh, Apparently, this entire school is part of a choir. choir. yeah. Like, there's a whole chorus. Like, they're all singing this song. And, like, yeah. it's this whole thing of, like, like she and uh, uh, Maggie and uh, 
and uh, and Cappy are making eye contact. And well, actually, of... the first thing that happens is um, Winona Ryder looks over at Lucas. Lucas, Lucas looks, looks at... back at at Maggie. Ma- Maggie, Maggie looks at Cap. Cap. Cap's looking at Maggie, Maggie. but Elise, Elise is, is looking, looking at Cap, Cap looking, looking at, at Maggie. Maggie. And but the best part about all this is one, the whole fucking school is apparently yeah, in this chorus. But there. two, I <laughs> yeah. swear to God, the only <laughs> black person in this entire movie. Appears, at, I think. Uh, maybe there's some other. No, there's some black cheerleaders in the Rockford yeah. team. But um, and maybe there's some black guys on the football team. But I don't remember any. But I swear to God, I'm convinced this is an uncredited Phil Lamar appearance. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I know you're not. Like it look. He's in, he's front and center on the screen. And I should have paused it and just looked at. I look. I tried to look it up. He's not credited. Mm-hmm. But he's, well, he would be an extra. But so. he would have been. He would have been about 19 years old or mm. 21. 20, 20, No, he'd 20. He'd be 21. I looked up. He's born in 1967. Mm-hmm. He'd have been in his early 20s. He's the right age. Like, basically everyone playing a high schooler in this, except a couple of people are actually in their 20s. Winona Ryder and Corey Haim are actually the right age. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it so looks like Phil Lamar. I'm I'm about 90% sure he's basically a featured extra in this. That's funny. I mean, it would have been before he did anything. Yeah. So he wouldn't be a name. And it's just a, like saying, so he wouldn't be credited. But I swear it's him. I swear. Yeah. You know, like it is, it is, it's totally Phil Lamar. Um, so because of the, because of the choir thing, um, Elise, you, 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 you don't actually really see, you just see Cap's car uh, going to drop her off. And she, you, you have a voiceover of Elise basically saying to him, do you think I'm stupid? Like, I see the way you're looking at her. I see, I yeah. watch you doing this. He's like, she's like, I'm not, you know, I, I'm tired of it. If you want to be with me, you can't, you can't like her and you can't talk to her. You can't, they can't, they can't come to the, and they're not definitely not, not coming, coming with us. Dance. And if yeah. you decide, then, then that's the end of you and me. Right. And so the next scene that you see is, is, uh, Lucas, Lucas is all is, dressed up. He's in, in a tux. tux. And he's got like a blue ruffled shirt it's and a so bow tie, sweet. and his hair's kind of painted down a yeah. little. Like he's combed his hair down a little bit. Yeah. Like it's you know, like and he shows up at at her door, and her mother's there. And she's like, "Oh, you must be Lucas. Yeah. Oh, don't you look nice?" And yeah. she's here, and she's talking, and and he's like, "Let's, we're ready to go to the the dance." And she's like, "Um, I don't think we can go. I don't think we can go." And he's like, "What?" He's like, "Uh, well, um, you know." Cap and Elise broke up, and he's like, "Oh, and like, and like, and then she says, oh, he's here, yeah, and he's really beaten upset. up, upset, and like, she talks about like, uh, he's the, crying. Can you imagine a guy like, strong, big strong guy like him crying, crying, and everything, and he's like, and like, he just, I think he just needs someone, and yeah. he's like, well, then we can go on my bike, yeah. you know, and she's like, no, I need to stay with him, yeah, and he's really upset, and like, you know, he comes out, and then he says, you know, we, and, and then that's, and then, and Sheen comes out, and like. And Lucas puts two and two together pretty quickly at this yeah, but, point. Yeah, but first Lucas says, you know, maybe you should come with us Let's, to the we, dance. Yeah, come and with us we, to the dance. Maybe it'll like, be good for you. And, and, he's like, he, and he's like, well, why don't you come with us, actually? We're going to get a pizza. And Lucas is like, and this is a line that, honest to God, I want to, I want to, I have a little bit of Lucas. Uh, like, Lucas asks, if you're so depressed, how come you're eating pizza? And, well, Lucas, I can feel this one if yeah. you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just uh, just speaking uh, speaking from my own experience, yeah. pizza and depression go together. Like He's pretty clear on what's going burgers on. Burgers and depression, chips and depression. And they also <laughs> invite him like he's their little brother. Right, like you, you, can, you can tag along with yeah. us, basically. Which sounds really And he like, says, no, yeah. you know, I'm going to... Go to the dance. I'm going to go to the dance. Yeah. You know, and whatever. And um, I guess, um, did I? Oh, yeah. I guess I guess I didn't write anything about the dance because the next no, thing. No, they I, didn't actually. The next thing. Yeah. I, well, no, he did. Yeah. I, next thing I have is yeah. this, and I yeah, think yeah. that comes after. So yeah. he's, you, you actually, the next thing you see is um, actually, uh, what's her name? Rena? Yeah. Re, I think it's Rena or Rena. I don't Rena, remember. I think, yeah. I, I, but uh, it, that's, that's uh, Winona Ryder's character is 
like getting out of a car and because it's she sees Lucas sitting like looking across like a lake at the prom. Or the dance. The dance. The dance, not the prom, but the dance. And uh, she's like, Lucas, is that you? You know, like, what are you, what are you doing out here? Because yeah. oh, she had asked him. She actually asked him to the dance, and he said no. Yes, he said he couldn't go cause he because had a he date. had because he had a date, which is like really heartbreaking. Because yeah. like, honest to God, like, like, like she's like this whole movie is spent with her so longing after him, and she's actually the right person for him. Yes, like she's someone that like is like has a lot more similar interest than him, and is his own age. Yes, and again. She's going to turn into Winona Ryder really yeah, fast. She's, she's like two or three years away from being yeah. full on Winona Ryder. Yeah. And it's like, shame on you, dude. Yeah. Shame on you. You know, you got Lydia Dietz. What are you doing? <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So he... he yeah, you, by the way, you, you could tell the kind of guy I was in high school that I think Lydia Dietz is the ideal girl. I see that. But you know what's interesting is that I don't know if he's just doesn't catch on that she's into I him. I think she doesn't. I think he doesn't catch on. Or he's just not into her. I actually think he doesn't catch on. I actually do. Because the way he treats her, I think it's a, it, it's a cluelessness. It's like, well, we're just friends. Like, why would you? Like, like he yeah. doesn't get the parallel yeah. Yeah. at all. That we all see. But he doesn't even get, I don't even think he even gets that she likes him. Yeah. I, I really don't. Because I'm going to say this from my own personal experience. I found out after the fact all the time. Not all the time. I'm not that popular with women. But I found out a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, after the fact that for most of my late teens, early 20s, I would say 90% of the women that were actually interested in me, I had no idea at the time. Yeah. And it took me ignoring them until they were no longer interested in it coming up later. Mm. For, like, like people like, I was so into you, but you just didn't give me the time of day. And I'm like, what? Because I spent my entire late teens, like, late teens, early 20s, for the most part, desperately wanting someone to be more interested in me. <laughs> that You know, like, like, like. Like it, like, it was just complete foolish idiocy. So that's why I believe he doesn't know because I know I didn't. Yeah. I missed it a lot. Yeah. There were a lot of heavy hints dropped that I missed. And in hindsight, I'm like, oh, God. It's you funny. You dummy, you know? Because I – it's different for women to some degree. Like, I missed any guy that was actually interested in having more than just a physical relationship. Right. Because that's – when somebody's interested, that's the first place – Right, you think? Right, at least I did. I was like, "Oh, you just basically." Well, let's be honest. Generally speaking, well, I was gonna say in high school, but generally speaking, it through most of life, yes, that's what men are mostly interested in. Well, yeah, but I mean, even the ones that I didn't know that they actually had deeper feelings or wanted deeper feeling or wanted to go somewhere deeper with it or would have given that a chance. Let's put it that way. Like, like, hey, if you're even remotely interested, back, um, you know, this could actually turn into a relationship. There were a couple of times that I was really shocked by some of those. I'm going to flip that off so that you can't get distracted. Sorry, I just, I, I, just as a side note, I just learned from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which has been running on mute in the background, that Dolly, when Dolly Parton was born, her, her uh, father paid the, uh, the doctor with a bag of finishing nails. Ah. I, could, I was waiting for the answer to come up, and then when, that, when, that, when, when he smiled like afterwards, I was like, oh, he got it right. Yeah, nice. It was either that or Nightcrawlers, and I just wanted to learn. I'm sorry. I I hate, you, I'm sorry that I was distracted, yeah. but I'm sorry. I saw Dolly Parton and, and Bag of Nightcrawlers. I a pretty good uh, bag of encapsulation of our relationship where I'm talking, and you're distracted by something else that seems a hell of a lot more interesting to you. Right. And then I feel really sad. So Don't feel sad. Like, this is, so this is our life right this here. Is, I'm sorry. This is a beautiful. I'm sorry. This is a beautiful 
beautiful piece of trivia that I never knew about Dolly Parton, and I was very excited by. I'm sorry. Uh, and I, I mean, all right, all right, I'm 90% sure because you cut it off before, like, maybe it maybe was wrong. You know, maybe he was just laughing at the idea. Who knows? But um, anyway, it looks like that guy moved up to the $25,000, uh, $250,000, pardon me, tier. Good uh, for that guy. So, wow. Uh, you know, maybe I should have taped that one so you could You, you really should have. And I literally said taped it like we're in the fucking 80s. <laughs> Oh my god. I never had a VCR in the 80s. <laughs> that was the 90s for me, Miss Miss Moneybags. So anyway, so th- this is like this was the moment that I I I was waiting for for John after the oh, I'm sorry. Let's well, back. Let me, up. Let me go, Lucas yeah, is, finish Lu- the Lucas. Right, so and, she yeah. comes out and like again, she's She's definitely. Rain, we're talking about Raina. Raina. Rena, I think yeah. it's Rena. Rena I think it's R I N A. I think you're right. Like I think it's Rena. But um and she's asking him, like, I thought you had a date. And he's like, eh, you know, nah. nah. Which is, by the way, total dick thing to say to her. Yeah. Considering he said he had a date and that's why yeah. he couldn't go out with her. Yeah. You know, like, he doesn't even realize. Yeah. And that's the thing that's just heartbreaking is she's so into him that she's still waiting there. Like, and he's like, she's like, what, you, you drinking a beer? And he's like, no. And he holds up his bottle with a dragonfly, lar- dragonfly larva in it. And she's like, oh, that thing's kind of gross looking there or something. And he says, well, you know, this this ugly thing is you know going to turn into something beautiful and he's like i have you know, like can you ever imagine can that can you ever imagine that and there's this heartbreaking moment like which is again <laughs> shrug hans christian anderson here um where you know like rena winona ryder is saying no yeah i can't like it's so obvious that she has such low self-esteem and she doesn't ever expect that she'll be beautiful yeah you know, and it's like, oh my god, movie. You're, you're... And Luke, but Lucas misses that cue one hundred percent. He ends up throwing it like the bottle, like into back the into the water. You know, and um, and by the way, the dragonfly larva is swimming in water. Yeah, I just want to be clear; yeah, he's not. He doesn't, he's kill, like, it. He doesn't yeah. kill it. It's it, yeah. you know, it's going to get away. It's going to be just fine. But you know, because that's the whole thing. He doesn't kill animals. In fact, yeah. uh, there's a thing where in the beginning where Maggie asks if he collects bugs, and he says no. Collecting them involves means you have to kill means them. You have to kill them. I, yeah. I just look at them and let them go. Yeah. You know, uh, but. But anyway, like, so, so he, she's like, well, you want to come in with me to the dance? He's like, no, nah, I'm just going to go. He's like, I'm trying to figure some stuff out. I have some big decisions to make. And before this scene, when they were talking about the band director who had killed himself or whatever the rumors, they start talking about how, why would you kill yourself over a dental hygienist? And she's like, well, maybe they were in love, like Romeo and Juliet. And it's like, well, even they're stupid. Like, there's like yeah. this whole conversation. Yeah, there's all, they have a whole conversation. That's right. They have a whole conversation. There's like all the, all the kids are having, all the, all the geeky kids, if you will, are having this conversation. But it's at this point, but at this point, the two of them actually discuss Romeo and now Juliet. Now they start talking and about it. And, and, and you kind of realize they're actually both the right age for Romeo and Juliet. Yes. And, and, and she's not like again this movie and i'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there he never actually gets with her in this movie yeah no he doesn't we don't know if he ever figures out that she's into him yeah we don't know if he makes a decision or not yeah we don't know like she obviously still likes him at the end you can tell you know but yeah but so um, so he gets up and leaves yeah and she's like well what are you deciding um and so, but, but, but before this, and this is why I think that that, that this scene actually comes after the one mm-hmm. that I was going to bring up, but I'll explain why in a minute. So then let's pop, pop back to Cap and, uh, and, uh, um, Maggie. That was my phone. Don't worry about no, it. No, I want to check the time. Oh, okay. Um, we pop back to Maggie and Cap and, um, this was with a moment that I've been waiting for, for this entire movie was when John was going to go, Oh my God. And that's yeah, because, exactly what he right, said. I wish you wouldn't have done that. I was going to lead oh, up sorry, to that. You, you stole my lead. Well, I don't sorry. have a good one now. It's well, you've already we'll said explain it. what happened. But basically we're, we're, we're like, and, and she did actually <laughs> let me piece this together because yes. they, we go to what, well, they say it's the pizza place, but it's, I don't know it as a pizza place because it doesn't really, I don't think it serves pizza. It does not. But they, they're sitting at a place. That I didn't recognize architecturally, but I like at first, like, well, I didn't recognize the color scheme. Yes. 
a place called Michael's. And we are probably a four-minute drive away from Michael's. Michael's is in the middle of what they call Uptown Island Park, which is most towns that call it downtown, but... I mean, it's Highland Park, so it's uptown. Uh, you no one in the country other than the Chicago area knows that Highland Park is like Rudy Tootie, fresh and fruity. Yes, we are. Yeah. Well, well, the Jewish Rudy Tootie, fresh and fruity. Lake Forest is the Gentile Rudy Tootie, yes. fresh and fruity. We are the Jewish. But um, but Michael's is like it's like a you know hot dog euros you know hamburgers. Did they have euros there? I think they have euros. No, no, I don't think. I mean, they didn't, every, they didn't back that. No, but it's like a hot. It's more. It's a hot dog. No, place. you're right. I know they may not. Yeah. It's like a hot. It's a hamburger and hot dog place. Yeah, you know, like it, and hot dogs are what they are famous for. Right. And literally, the the uh, the the logo is a hot dog with Michael's written in it. Right. And this is kind of cool, cool and amazing. Like because Michael's up until about a year ago, Michael's was the late '80s personified. They had yes. not updated they, their decor since like I guess 1988. It's like so. It's like super. Like watching like the first season of Full House. Yeah, <laughs> like it, like it is. It is like everything is like it's, it's got. Max like, Headroom, it's like a like, well. It's like it's like a Trapper Keeper from yes, 1988. Yes, it is. Like on the inside, that like the neon was a certain way. There was this checkerboard floor. Yeah. It was very like that time period. But before that renovation, it like it looks much older. It's like this red and yellow thing. Yes. It, like. Like it's not like all like pink and blue and yeah, you know like yeah. and gray. It's diner, like, like it like just looks like an old like, like hot, hot dog, dog joint. Guy. And it was like and it, it, like there was this long slow burn when I went because <gasps> I like the bones of the building are the same. Yes, and I suddenly went, location. oh my god, that's that's Michaels, isn't yeah. it? That's not just Michaels. Like is it, that's actually Michaels that they're filming yeah. at before it was remodeled. And this is the thing that blew my mind: the parking lot was almost empty. Yeah. I've never seen Michael, Michael's parking lot. It's like never empty. If there's one space in Michael's parking lot, you have you have won yeah, the day. You have. So it was like, oh my god, you can look at all that parking. But this is so, and then and then so so like and that's where uh, that is where um, Maggie and Cappy are hanging out and eating. Yeah. And well, they're actually outside. They're, they're outside, and outside. I, they're they. But yeah, they're the, the other tables outside there. I, yeah, they're tables outside. But they're not sitting in the tables. They're, they're literally they're, sitting on his car. They're sitting on his car. Yeah, and they're. And uh, do they kiss at that point? Yeah, he 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 asks her questions about what she's interested in. Yeah. And one of the things he asks her is, you know, are you interested in cars? And she says no. And then he says, are you interested in being kissed? And she says yes. I, I have I have two more things to say about Michaels before we get off of this because they're very funny and interesting. Okay. So first of all, my cousin married into a family whose father <laughs> is now one of the owners. Uh, yeah, you Greg. Yeah, Jamie's father. I did not know that. Oh, you didn't know this? I know. Nobody yeah, told me yeah. this. I just thought, they, I, I assume they got their money from the mob. <laughs> this is new. This is a new thing. And they okay. did not get their money from the mob. Oh my I just God. assumed. They're not mobsters. Crazy. No one with that kind of money isn't in the mob. Oh my Come God, on. stop it. So, um, but he's one of, there's like, a, I think now a, a group of owners. It didn't. And I love that Allie took me seriously when I said that, <laughs> by the way. I want them to hear this and be like, oh my God. Does anyone like in our family actually listen to no, this? No, but you never know. There's no. enough people that do. That's no, just going like, to like, no, they're, 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 they're very well off people yeah, with very, oh, the very large, beautiful house. Yeah. Like they just bought a new large, beautiful house apparently. So, um, um, but anyway, so, uh, so he's now part of the, con- consortium the group of people that are now that like uh, own it. la cosa nostra yeah there you go so anyway <laughs> there you go so but but that's only one piece of, of trivia because that only happened within the last like two years the cooler thing and the more interesting thing is that i knew, yet another movie we're connected to <laughs> but this was the this was interesting to me is that i forgot if it was actually going to be called michael i mean i knew it was filmed there i mean i knew exactly where we were going i didn't know if it was gonna be called michael's or nathan's and here's the story when when they 
first opened, the name of the place was Nathan's, but it had nothing to do with the Nathan's in New York. It was Nathan's. Right. It was called Nathan's. McDarnell's. Because Michael, the the, the owner, Mike, the, yeah. um, who we knew, Michael's father was named, named Nathan. Nathan. Yes. So they named the place Nathan's. Now they that put it was probably in in for maybe five or six years in business, maybe something like that. And all of a sudden, they get a cease and desist letter from Nathan's in New York. Like the way the uh, the way the way International Olympic Committee uh, yes. made Improv Olympic change their name to IO yes. here. exactly. It was this craziness. And so they were like, what do we do? I mean, everybody knew them as Nathan's. Nobody knew them as anything else. They, they had to change their name. So they changed it to Michael's. And it happened right around that time. It's funny. So, I, so let me finish. I wonder if that was because they were filming a movie there and Nathan's found out. I mean, that might <laughs> be it but but all the things that all the awnings had changed it's the exact same logo but yeah. instead of nathan's it said michael's and so i remember thinking to myself i don't remember if it's nathan's or michael's he's not gonna he's not gonna get it if it's nathan's and well, I remember that's when you could be like you recognize yeah, that yeah, i totally would recognize yeah, I, that i so yeah. would have i so would have but because you did that to me at the fucking marquee later i did i did it was not funny but anyway um, so um oh, but that was earlier that was when they would see the, the oh you're right no that was earlier but yeah. um but anyway so the 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 cool part is that uh or not the cool part but the interesting part is that as they're kissing you see a shot of Lucas who's looking at them right. kissing. And then he, you know, gets upset and he mm-hmm. rides off. He rides off. And then, then I was yes. like, I was like, wait, is he going to go to the back of Once Upon a Bagel? Because this parking lot doesn't have a way out There's that no way. There's no way out. Like, he's, he's like literally going to the back of the businesses on the other side of the street. <laughs> so good. Um, but, such um, a good moment. Oh, and uh, another little uh, piece of trivia. This was actually when Michaels was still allowed smoking. Yes. Because Michaels... Banned smoking years before the nationwide ban because Michael's mother died of lung cancer. They, they put that on the wall. Oh wow! They stopped. Oh, they that's banned, right. You're they banned right. smoking in like 1990. Yes, you're like right. Long I before the that. rest of the country did that's like nation, right. like did like a, a restaurant ban. That's right. I they remember were, that. They were like they 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 just decided up and up because his mother died of lung cancer. Like he said, no, we're getting rid of our smoking section. And you know what's interesting is that I remember that being so poignant because that was right after my grandma died, and I remember yeah being of so, lung cancer of lung cancer. Yeah, and I remember being so. Like I, that place will always have a, a, right. a soft spot in my heart. Just and because, not just because the Merck's cheese fries are really good. Oh my really god, <laughs> the best. Um, yeah. Anyway, if you're coming to Highland Park to 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 go on the the, the scenic tour of Imaginated <laughs> Spaces, like stamping grounds, go to Michael's. We don't go there very often because Allie doesn't eat meat anymore. Yeah. But <laughs> but they actually have a really good salad bar, and their fries are to die for. Yes. But anyway, yes. Uh, that that uh, the the Highland that, Park Chamber of Commerce has uh, <laughs> approved has, this uh, has message. approved this message. So. In Anyway, um, basically, the next scene we get is Lucas is trying out for the football team. Yes. And we well, actually um, know the next scene you get, and this is why I said I think that the Rena scene ends because she says, "What are you deciding?" And they just finished talking about Romeo and Juliet, and busts into the band room is the Jonah Hill character, and he goes, "Did you guys hear about oh, yeah. Lucas? It's suicide." And then and, and then like, Rena goes, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "He's going on out." For the football yeah, I'm sorry. team. I totally, yeah, I totally yeah. killed that climax, yeah, that did. climax moment. You did. So anyway, yeah, he goes out for the football team, and he's basically like, the coach is like, "What? No, yeah. get out of here!" And, yeah. he, and and Lucas basically pulls the, the title nine. The title nine. He's like, "You have to let me try out. Yeah. You can. You cut me for my merits. That's fine, but I get to do a tryout because he yeah. basically just tells him to take off the shit. Yeah. And and Sheen is like, "What are you doing? Everyone's like, "What are you Why doing? Why are you Lucas? doing this? Yeah. Because again, I want to be very clear. Lucas is. Like one third the size of a of a defensive lineman. Yeah. He's a wee little fellow. Yeah. You know, like the clothes don't even fit him. Right. Like like the, the like the, the smallest jersey and pads like look like enormous. He on looks him. like a child yeah. wearing his father's clothes. Yeah, he really does. It's like watching big. And um <laughs> and actually this is where the eighties ness of this movie comes back in the way that isn't so great. 
This is where we get what, again, uh, We Hate Movies refers to as the hard F. Yeah. Where, yeah, you know, he, yeah. the, the homophobic slur, not the, not the, not the fuck that I will say gladly yeah, yeah. And, and, and commonly, but he, he calls Bruno that, the, the F bomb, I believe, at one point, because, Bru- like, they're in the showers. And Bruno and, starts... and Bruno's making fun of his little dick, yeah. and ba- and basically he says like it's not the size like it's not the size of an unerect penis, it's the number of folds, yeah. you know. And like, whereas you know science of study you know studies have shown that like a partial erection is made by a gay men, and like it's really like what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? But he he basically implies that like Bruno is getting off and seeing all the other naked men, right. and, and Bruno gets really mad and like and everyone start first everyone laughs at Bruno, but then Bruno turns the tide by getting everyone to bully, and they. There was a some foreshadowing of like as they always do. If you ever see anyone in a locker room scene in an '80s movie rubbing hot, you know, like liquid heat on yeah. on a, on an injury, you know that's going to be done. They they all hold Lucas down and rub him down with the heat on his crotch, yeah. and then he's like screaming and like and and Charlie Sheen tries to stop them. He, yeah. Like and, you know, like, and at this point he's mad at Charlie Sheen. Like he's he, like, like Charlie Sheen tries to be his friend and he's like no, yeah. you know, like and Charlie Sheen does like run over to try and stop them, but it, like he's held back yeah. and. He and Bruno actually almost get into a fist fight. Right. Like they start pushing each other about this. And you know, they lock Lucas outside. They the... lock Lucas outside. He's in a towel at least. Yeah. He's not completely naked. But then and and, and uh, Maggie runs over to see him. I keep trying, trying to I call know. her Andy. I know. She runs over to try and help, and he's like, "Get away from me!" Yeah. Like, and he runs. He like, well, he tries to save face because he's like, hey, "Have you heard the new dance?" So yeah, he, and he's, he's like, like, "He's dance because they they talk about how it's going to make you dance." He's like, he's obviously in agony, and he ends up running to a water fountain and sitting on it. Yeah. And like, it's kind of ridiculous. It's very, it's one of those moments that like tonally, it like feels yeah. like it belongs in like Revenge of the Nerds yes. more than it feels like it belongs in this. You know, it's funny. He, and it's really funny because there's a lake right there and I thought he was going to go to the lake. I did too, actually. But then he you yells, know? you know, you can't make me quit because that's what they're trying to yeah, do. Yeah, they're trying to make him quit and he's, he absolutely refuses to quit. And then I believe, I believe, uh, oh, and I, I, as I said, I wasn't really expecting a chase scene. Yeah. Well, actually, this is later, the big chase scene, because, yeah. like, later on, um, first of all, uh, the teacher, the principal, takes him aside and says, listen, yeah. why are you doing this? Yeah. And he says, basically, I won't, I, I've told the coach not to let you suit up mm-hmm. until I hear from your parents. Right. Because he's, like, he's threatening to sue the school if he's not allowed to play, but it's yeah. like, I just need your permission from your parents. And he's like, and his parents have not shown up in this movie. Yeah, like, we've only heard about his parents. We've not to the, Up to this point, we have not heard, like seen them in any way, shape, or form. He's only referred to them as like superficial and like they don't care. You know, they're, they make a they're, ton of they're, money they're lawyers and, yeah. and they make a bunch of money and that's all they care yep. about. And he's like, no, 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 you, you got to let me do this. And like he storms off angrily. And... I can't remember what exactly happens, but basically it gets to a point where um, and, uh, Maggie is. Yeah, no, you I almost you, did you're it. Doing it. Maggie uh, starts Maggie, to chase Maggie him. chases him, and like I literally was not expecting this kind of chase scene because yeah. basically he hops on a bike right after school. Like she's waiting for him to try and talk to him, and she like she can't get to him in time. He hops on his bike because he sees her coming, yeah. and he rides he rides his bike like thirty yards before getting off it. She gets in her car and chases him, and then you like he's like down on the under like on a trestle under the train tracks. Yeah, he's not, yeah, it's like the. Overpass. I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's the overpass near the metro station. It probably is. You know. And so he he climbs up there, and then um, they start talk. He, he she kind of follows him in, and then they start talking, and um, you know he. No way that overpass is over a, a street um, that's train tracks. It's this is train tracks over a street oh, uh, under a street. Under a street, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but anyway, so they start talking. She hi- yeah, he's hiding under it, and yeah, she's like, she's, "I know you're there," yeah. and that's the thing is, I was like, "Lucas, you fool! She's your friend. She's learned all your tricks. Yeah, she knows you know? where you go. Like, and she sees him. Like, she sees his feet, and yeah. she comes in, and and he gets really nerd entitled here. Yes. Like, like he he's like you know like he kind of implies that like like she was his person. 
and like like he had no business taking her yeah. from him you know and it's and she's trying to like talk to me she's like, she's like actually saying like listen i'm like i'm not into interested in you that way but i i want to be your friend right. i like you you know and he's and he's like doesn't get it and he's very like he doesn't like he doesn't understand how she could just want to be like why? why 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 just friends why right. why and, not and he, and he actually says he knows why and yeah. it's the survival of the fittest that, yeah. like you know like she she likes him because he looks like someone that could protect and like like he's tough and could survive right you know and lucas is small and weak and it's like that's not really 100 percent it lucas that's the and that's the nerd mistake yeah is it's not that she's just not into you yeah. And that's what you need to accept. And 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 she kind of talks to him for a minute, and it looks like it's going to be okay. And then he leans in to try to, to try and kiss her, oh. and like she rightfully pulls away because it's not his business to do that. And he gets really upset. And that's when he's like basically telling her to go. And it's like he's like, "Get out of here! Get out of here!" And it's kind of like the end of Harry and the Hendersons, except he doesn't punch her. Um, yeah. You've never seen Harry and the Hendersons. Yes, I have. Okay, you have. Okay, <laughs> just uh, you get out out of here. She's like he's totally John Lithgow yeah, her, yes, and she le- she finally just leaves. Yeah. She's like, okay, you know, like obviously this is a problem. And, you know, like, basically, there's not really anything at this point, like, that happens until the game with Rockford. Right. Which has been talked about and hinted at. And, like, they're like, fuck Rockford! Yeah. You know, and it's really a weird rivalry because, like, I mean, there is a Rockford. It's, yes, there is a Rockford, it's, Illinois. They, it's far away, though. They're far away. And it's really kind of funny because, again, other than Highland Park being a much more, like, like predominantly Jewish area than, uh, than most, Highland Park is, is in every other way not the underdog. As a school, as schools go, this yeah. is a this is a fairly wealthy school district. Um, we are not in the in the big part of town, but no. there is a lot, a lot of people. Like, there's a lot of money here. Yes, uh, this is a this is a town that Michael Jordan lived in whenever he was uh, like playing for the Bulls. Yes, so uh, you know this is not this is not we this is not weak sauce as far as towns go, and uh, you know it's like Rockford is actually in the middle of nowhere. It's an exurb. It's not even a suburb. Right. You know, right. like, and so it's kind of funny that Rockford is like, like presented like the big scary bad guys of this whenever like, uh, yeah, we're, we're actually kind of the, in a camp movie, we'd be the rich snooty camp across the lake, yes, we would. you know, like, so this is a, uh, you know, like, but, but Rockford is kicking their ass yeah. and they're Rockford huge. also, Rockford's cheerleaders are like, they're Amazing. dressed in short skirts and they're like actually dancing rhythmically. And there's a lot more black people in that one. Yes. That's where the movie's black people are. Yeah. They're in, they're playing, they're, there's they're, one, she, there's one black cheerleader on the pirate, the park pirates. And but, she's also 35. Yes. She's 35. <laughs> she actually looks like the, uh, the, what's her name from uh, dance moms. <laughs> she does. <laughs> like Holly. she's like yeah. Holly from Dance Moms. She's yeah. like yeah, she's about her age too. She's like yeah. fifty. She's got a she's got her own kid in in high oh school. My God. But like but like yeah, the Rockford team is like swaying and doing all sorts of hip thrusts and they're playing. I can't remember what song it was, but it was like who works it, hard for the money or something. No, 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 no. it wasn't. It was a it was, it was a uh, Pat Benatar song. I think uh, uh, hit me with your best shot. Hit me with your best shot. Yeah, but like the band is. But it's like yeah, totally. Yeah. And they're like doing all sorts of crazy moves, and and AV geek nerd uh, little Jonah Hill is like filming them from like crotch height from yeah, like four feet away, um, but like but you know it does it's not done as exploitively no. as like, like a Revenge there's of the Nerds. Well, a, well, the camera one, lingers the for a camera, minute. Camera lingers and does a male gaze moment, but like it's very short. But it's very it's short, not... and it doesn't show like there are scenes where like earlier in the movie where like it's done through the camcorder, like when he's yeah. talking to Lucas and Lucas is like talking into the camcorder yeah. to him. But like in this, like you never see the camcorder shots of their crotches Correct. that he's taking. So Correct. it's a, it's it's doing a little bit better than like most of your eighties comedies, Correct. teen comedies. Yeah, would it's do. not terrible. But anyway, so because this isn't really a comedy. so the next thing you see, you see they're they're getting killed in the in the game. It's just terrible, and they you know and and the coach is all pissed off and whatever. And even though we know that the the principal has told 
the coach not to let Lucas play. Lucas still like you see Lucas like is runs in, he, he runs suits, suits up, up and comes out. And I, I honestly got really mad at the movie here because I'm like, don't do this movie, mm-hmm. don't do this because I was like, this movie is. I thought this movie was going to pull a Rudy. Yeah. You know, in fact, I, I consistently confuse this movie with Rudy when I heard about it. I've actually never seen either. But you I seen Rudy? But I know the real story of Rudy, and yeah. I kind of am like, it's kind of turned me off ever watching the movie because the real Rudy is kind of an entitled D-bag. Yeah. Um, but. Um, so so anyway, so so he runs in. Oh, and, and, he, oh, and I, forgot, I forgot to mention, like, there's a great moment where, like, uh, Maggie is walking up next to Courtney Thorne Smith. Yeah. Uh, oh Lee's. yeah. And she, Courtney Thorne Smith, like I, I've never, I've not seen her in much. Uh, like again, like I've really only seen her in this, and she's not that great an actress right. in all the scenes. This is her. a great moment. But though. the stink eye that she gives <laughs> Maggie yeah. is like it is. Like it's not quite Aunt Esther from uh, from Sanford and Son levels of like because that's the that's yeah. the gold standard of stink eyes, yeah. but it is it's a pretty, pretty epic. for a blonde cheerleader type. Yeah. That is a hell of a good stink. Yes, eye. she does like a really and, nice um, job. It's just smoldering with anger and just resentment. It's right. a great moment. And so he comes out on the field and he's like, he's like, Coach, I'm I can do this. Yeah. I can I can. He's s- like, you're already losing. What's you know, the coach, to lose? And the, and the coach is like, no, you know, like yeah. whatever. The coach, like, I, and what's funny is I, that that's, doesn't like he like is isn't that like he like yeah he ends, ends up berating the coach yeah. and the coach is like, fine, go out there. Yeah, yeah. He basically calls him a piss ant and like, like he, he calls him a piss ant. He's like, yeah. I'm the piss ant. Yeah. You're the one who's a second rate coach yeah. of a third rate, rate team. team. Yeah. You know, losing by like losing to these people. You yeah. know, like you you can't motivate. You can't do anything. You know, like I. Meanwhile, I'm like I'm like the the student who's gonna like I'm gonna go far. I've got like places. Who's the piss ant? Me or yeah. you? Yeah, it's great. And the coach is kind of like, okay, okay, fine. You want to do it? And like he sends him in and like of course like. Cap is freaking Mike, out. Like he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, Lucas, get off the field. You're They're gonna, gonna kill, kill you. you. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, and and and, Lu- and Lucas doesn't even have his helmet on at this point. No. He's like barely got it on. Like, and like he like, you know, like basically he's like, No, I can do it. Give me the ball. I can do this, yeah. you know, like and and, and they're like whatever no, kid you know no, and they kind of like, like, push him out of the way but, and like they yeah they're, they're not letting him do it but like but the thing is he also won't get off the field right so, and then and at one point like they're like what do you like like what's going on here like like and oh and when he's running around he, he doesn't strap his helmet on it's like hanging right. loose and like and the coach is like get off the field like he realizes like after he a lets him do plays, like two plays and, and then like like, and like he field. tries to block a guy and like the guy just picks him up and yeah. tosses him basically yeah. you know and like. And the coach is like, no, get out of here. That's enough. You know, yeah. like, and Lucas is like, no, I'm not going to leave the field. And he's like, he tries to take a, he tries, he, take a timeout. He tries to take a timeout. And they're like, no, you've used your timeouts up already. So he can't. And he's like, he tries to send someone else on. He's like, you've got too many men on the field. You have to get them off the field or that's going to be a 15 yard penalty. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh my God. You know, like, he's like, get the and he's like, guy and, like and, they, and he's like, he's running around yeah. like, and they can't quite catch him to get him off the, to drag him off the field. And they're like, you have to get in the line of scrimmage. Now you're, the, the, the clock is like, the, the clock is running. So yeah. they've got, they've got to get, get together and get a scrimmage together. Or they're going to, you know, and, and like basically. So then they get this like one nice play where the, 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 the quarterback gets the ball and Lucas is standing right near him and he's like he's like throw it. he's like nobody's I'm blocking open, him. Throw I'm it. Open. And they so throw he throws it. it to him and then like someone's it. running to Lucas and he's like throw it back to me yeah, and Lucas throws, throws like it back. like like because it's a reverse lateral right. like it's not it's he's not doing a forward pass right. like like that would have been that would have actually broken the rules right. but since he throws it backwards to the quarterback again they manage to get a play you yeah. know and, and then the and next then play. The, the next play like, like he goes back for a run and like he like and he's he's back in the pocket he's looking around all there's like two defenders on every one of his receivers yeah. and Lucas is meanwhile running all the way down the field and I actually and like I actually was like if, like 
if this motherfucker doesn't drop the, like I said, actually I said, if he drops this ball, I'm going to consider this the greatest movie ever because yes. he does not deserve this touchdown, yeah. you know? And like, and, and Allie's like, just wait. And I'm like, and, so they're all and, and, screaming. And, and, and they're all like screaming like, Lucas is open. Lucas is open. Throw it and to Lucas. Luke, and, and Lucas, like he looks up and like he can't see past the helmet. So he takes the helmet off, looks up and they do this whole slow-mo of him throwing the ball, throwing the ball and the ball's almost into his hands. And he catches, he catches it. it, but it falls through his finger. He holds Thumbs it for a second, second and he spins and then he fumbles. Yeah. And then it's like, and everyone's caught up now to him because yeah. you know, you know, like yeah, he was down the field, but like there was this long pause. Like people started to notice, and they all ran, right. and everyone's jumping and trying to get the ball because it's been fumbled. And it's like people leap and leap and leap and leap, and suddenly you realize he's at the bottom of a pileup, yep. and he doesn't have a helmet on. Right. And, and everyone's so like, roll off. and I actually, and I was like, oh, you deserve that. Like, but then I was like, and I was like, is this movie actually going to pull like a brilliant move and actually kill him? Yeah. Is this movie have the balls to do that? Turns out, no, no, it does not. But it is an it is a moment of terror, and you see, you actually see like Winona Ryder get up, like first, she's the first one to get up, yeah. Even before Andy starts, ru- yeah. Maggie starts Maggie's running, yeah. Like she gets up like the moment he's hit, yeah. Like she just puts her oboe or whatever the hell yeah. she plays down. I can't remember what she Clarinet, plays. I think. Clarinet, I think. Yeah, it's definitely a woodwind yeah. of some sort. She just puts that down and starts like like walk like books like, it. like like scoots out and like starts running. Yeah. Maggie starts running. Uh, Cap starts running. Everyone's like, oh god. You know, like the the coach starts running, and and this is where like like and again this to this movie's credit, it like it's not caricatures of people. The coach may be mad at him and may think he's a shit, but he's like, oh my god, get the doctor! Yeah. Like he's like, it's all very serious. Yeah. It's very yeah. They know, roll off concerned. of him. And he's he's unconscious. Yeah, he's like yeah. They roll off him. He's just laying. His there. glasses are broken. His glasses are broken. His face is but he's got blood all over yeah. his face, and like and that they and they basically are like like they're like we got to. Like they're he's getting gone to the hospital and they're like we got to get like and Maggie and uh, and and Cap are like we got to find his parents mm-hmm. like like they're like what's their, their numbers like their their numbers unlisted like what like oh and we find out his last name's Bly which yeah. isn't really told until later so and, and Rena and there. Rena's there and she's like I want to go I know like I I like I want to go too yeah. and they and they drive to what she thought was his house right and Rena's like what are we doing here and, like, and they're like this is where he lives she's like no he doesn't. It's like I saw him here. It's like, well, yeah, he cuts lawns here. Yeah, he works for he a works for the gardener, you know. And they're like, and and she she's like, what? And and uh, and Cap goes, yeah, he, he works. For, I know he works for a gardener, yeah. you know. And like and like this is something Andy never knew, right? Andy, Maggie, Maggie never knew. And like they're like, Lucas lives in a trailer park. Yeah, and, so they go to the and, trailer, and they go to this real shithole trailer park. Like it's like gross and nasty, yeah. and like like the trailer is like got like that they go to that's like, like they knock on the door and no one's there and, they, and you hear like yeah I met his father once he was drunk or something like that. he's he's got a, he's got a lot of problems you know yeah. like I've never met his mother I don't know I, like she might she have doesn't even said, know if there is a mother. like she doesn't even know if there is a mother like she's seen the father once and he was really drunk he embarrassed Lucas. and he embarrassed yeah. Lucas uh, and like Lucas is like 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 they've got one of those like one of the windows is covered over with like that like plastic, plastic. wrap yeah. you know and like there's held together with tape like you it's see really and you sad. see these jars with like salamanders yeah. and things in the front on the front porch that are obviously his not the front porch but like literally yeah. in front of the door yeah you know and like they're like oh my god and like no one's there to answer and so they go to they go to the hospital and they you see them having like a vigil yeah they're all waiting to and hear like you know like and by the end like the only people there really are like Winona Ryder and and uh, and Maggie yeah you know and Maggie ends up coming in to see him and she actually thinks he's asleep or unconscious and 
he comes she comes over and I think she puts her hand on him or something yeah, and he moves and she's like what oh you know and he's like and basically you kind of get this thing like they have this little sweet moment where like it's that thing where like you know like it's that kind of realization like he's like I don't think I'm gonna play football anymore she's like she's like you I, I don't want you ever I don't want you ever play football again, football he's, again. Like, okay. he's like okay you know and like you know you get the kind of thing like it's like yeah, like they have that moment, like where it's like they come to realization, like yeah, like this isn't gonna happen. I still want to be your friend. Right. I like it. And he says a whole thing about like you know, they talk about the locusts, yeah. and like he says like you know in seventeen years, like where are they gonna be, you know, like or whatever. It's like like we're, like where are we gonna be in seventeen years? Like you'll be thirty three, and I'll be thirty one, and a half, and a half. This is so cute. And, you know, which is very cute. And and he, you know, and there's this whole thing of like you know, it's like I'd like to still know you then. Yeah, and, I hope know, we're still. Friends. I hope we're still friends. Yeah. And she's like, I hope we are too. Yeah. It's very touching and you know they've kind of reconciled and that's kind of the end of that scene and then the next thing we see is lucas finally coming back to school and you hear all and you, you see and everyone's like lucas is here yeah lucas like here. bruno's like oh, bruno's here, like, he oh comes. here he comes let's like, get ready yeah let's all and get like ready. and like in the rumor like you hear people going the rumors they're gonna they're gonna kick his, his ass, ass for like oh and, oh i forgot to mention it. it's like did we win the game yeah and, and like, she like she actually laughs and goes no no way, no way. <laughs> yeah. you know like it's 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 like it's obvious they lost yeah, you know they lost they, they lost badly you know they were outclassed yeah so so there there's all these rumors like you know that that something bad's gonna happen yeah. and so he has these walking and, he, and, he's, and he's got a hat he's got like this the floppy hat on like yeah. the fishing hat like that he had on at the beginning of the movie yeah and he's got like bandages on his face and everything and you see like yeah you know basically like yeah everyone's looking and everyone's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and he goes and goes to his locker everyone's cleared out and giving him space and like, uh, and you see Bruno and Jeremy Piven's characters just watching, him. and they're like looking at each other like, here, yeah, we, we, go, here we go, here we go. And he looks really stunned, and like when he opens the locker and he looks around, and then he pulls out a letter jacket that says Lucas on the back instead of instead of Bly, which is his name, yeah. but anyway. And, and it's the number that he and then and then fuck this movie for doing that. The slow clap. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention. By the way, before I get get too far into the slow clap. I'm pretty sure that uh, that um, I, I did definitely see a girl wearing a crocus shirt, which is oh, yeah. oh that's deep cut 1987. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then we, we do the slow clap, and yeah. it turns into applause. And he, by the way, I'm pretty sure his number was uh, the fridge's number. I oh, think we 70, never looked it up. I think 72, 72 was the fridge's yeah, number. I want to say it was, which yeah. in in the Chicago land area in like 1987 probably meant something. Yeah. You know, because well, it, if it had been 23. That wouldn't have meant as much yet because yeah. Jordan was a great basketball player, but he wasn't Michael Jordan. Right, yet. right, right, right. You know, and Ryan Sandberg was still playing. You know, yeah. but yeah. You know. So, so anyway, so the, so then you realize that that all of the football guys got together and Bruno included and got and, him, yeah, and got like, him the Letterman jacket, and like they're like Lucas, yeah. Lucas, and then you like the movie ends on a freeze frame with him throwing his arms in the air wearing yeah, the jacket, so and, and the you end of the see movie. you see a picture of everybody around, like you see Rena, you see. You know, Cap yeah. and Mag, Maggie standing together. You see everybody who cares about him. Like, right. And it's like, and everyone's around. like, you know, like they're just, they're glad he's alive. Yeah. And they're, you know, like they're, you know, like they, like they appreciate him. Like, yeah. even though, like, cause they realize, my God, he's about to die. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and that's, 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 that's the really end the of the movie. movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I guess, um, I guess we're tied up here. Yeah. And I guess, Allie, I'm going to have to ask you. So was Lucas worth revisiting? Actually, yes, very much so. Um, you know, unlike some of the 80s movies that we've come back to that I'm like, oh, I love this movie. And then we realize how much, like, rape, homophobia, you know, you know, yeah. misogyny, you know, yeah. terrible crap is in so many of these movies. Yeah. This one actually has very little. It has a little. Yeah. But it has a little homophobia. a little homophobia. But there's really no racism. No, I mean, it's, really I mean, it's no, a very white movie. It but is like, a very but, white movie. You know, but, you but know. But it doesn't do anything blatant that's 
yeah. you know, hurtful. The only the only thing is it's a it's a movie about bullying, but you you get to see. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not even that sexist. No, it's not that sexist. I you mean, know? there's very like I said, there's a tiny bit of male gaze, but it's only for like a moment. The rest of it, she's very. And, and by the way, even that male gaze is if you look. They keep cutting back to the pictures of the to the to the the park high cheerleaders who are much more reserved Chasely, yeah. and they're like and they're and they look really like disturbed and threatened yeah. by this very scarily sex like like the sexuality is almost d- predicted depicted as scary. Well, and if you look at the way Maggie's dressed through, through which the- I guess you get a little bit of racism from that since there's a lot of black people on that one, but you know, you know we, I wouldn't say scary. I just think more threatening because threatening, they, maybe. they seem, but like they seem older. They seem, they seem more, mature, more they, they seem they, more and they seem way better at what they yes, do. Yes, and they are. They're better dancers. They're yeah, better like, like everything about Rockford in this is they are the they better, are better school at football. And and um, I think what I, I and I enjoyed that piece of it. I enjoyed the I forgot just how subtle and sweet the the scenes between Maggie and Lucas are like they mm-hmm. both play the, the yeah it's actually well. it's very well done and like it's kind of funny because yeah Carrie Green did not really do much right like she's not been like like she doesn't have a huge Hollywood career right really like again like this is a year after Goonies mm-hmm. and like she did a few more movies after that but really like she didn't do a huge amount of stuff and she yeah. and like I didn't think she was that great in Goonies but I think she did a very good job here um but yeah yeah, for the most part, I so I, I really do. I think it um, it definitely had the nostalgia for me. It was kind of fun to see some of the, mm-hmm. you know, w- the way things I remember them from that time. You know, looking, it's really kind of yeah. fun for me. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Like like I, I like obviously since Michael's look like the ladies when I saw when I like when I first moved up to, to this area. Yeah. Now they they've kind of cleaned it up. Now they've yeah. got rid of a lot of that, like all the neon and everything. It's now pretty bland on the inside. Yeah. But you know. But yeah, that was that was kind of neat to see. Like, oh, this is what it looked like when Allie was like ten. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of fun. So yeah, no. In all in all, I think that it has a really nice message as far as especially about. I think that it's it's one of those movies that does a really good job of showing more than one facet of mm-hmm. different right. types of of your stereotypes. Mm-hmm. You have you've got yes, you've got the bully that's the jock, but you also have the jock that kind of figured out that yeah. being a, being a bully is an, like a shitty way to be and mm-hmm. you can misjudge people right, and you can yeah. actually be a good person. They've got the the nerd that's um actually stands up for himself and right. while he doesn't like move up in class, he almost doesn't care. This yeah, is who he is and this he's, is yeah, he's very he comfortable seems, he seems who he very is. comfortable in his skin. Yeah, and it's a great it's like a lovely thing to see. You know, so you get you get a lot of different facets and it's not one-sided, which I really Really appreciated yeah. about yeah. this film. So mm-hmm. anyway, so John, was it worth watching? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that I think overall it was. Like again, I have mixed. Feel. I think I I think the movie is like it's not a perfect movie. It's a little cloying. It's got like it's 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 a little it's a little too melodramatic in parts. Yes. In all honesty, sure. Um, but yeah, I think so. I I, I by the way, I, I I forgot to make a terrible a couple of references that mm-hmm. I uh, a ter- like and a couple of terrible jokes that I I want to go back just because I I remembered. One, we forgot to do the MMIS standard of uh, we forgot the Chekhov's helmet. Oh yeah, and Chekhov's very, helmet. It's like put your helmet on. Put your helmet on. Yeah, it's totally a like um, and um, and also the fact that um, we didn't ca- talk about the fact that clearly they, they they must have taken that poor boy to Highland Park Hospital in the eighties. Oh which, yes. Oh, for all of us talking about how nice this place is, that was, uh, a, that was a Highland Park Hospital. Not so great. Not um, and also, I, I worry that those medical bills uh, that, that Lucas has are going to really cut into his dad's booze money. Because, yeah. uh, yeah, woof. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think on the whole, I think this is definitely a movie worth seeing. Yes. I mean, it's, 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 
a good, not great movie. Roger Ebert actually gave it four stars. Yeah, um, he really thing. liked it, and he did. And actually, the things he praised it for were stuff I agree with. It. I think it, it is one of the better depictions of like a realistic like high school teenage friendship. Yes, like it's it's a real friendship, like that. Like it's unlikely, but it's real. It's like you know you're dealing with like like it's not hypersexualized. I right. mean, yes, Lucas wants to date her. But it's like it's like Lucas wants to date her. He doesn't like. It's not about like having sex. Right. It's not about. And even that is like Lucas. Like like the whole like like the teenagers were hanging out in a way that was like it was very real. It was awkward and strange and yeah. fun and like it. There like a lesser movie might have like done their relationship as like like there's an inherent almost flirtation in them being friends that like any male female friendship in a movie is going to look like. Right. <coughs> or in, or even some same sex friendships, depending on your depending on the lens you want to look at them in. But by the same token, it was like there was a lot of like there was there was a nice like I'm gonna say wholesomeness, but it's not exactly what I mean. Like there there was an honesty to how they were friends together, in which Lucas was kind of a burden, but she still wanted to be his friend. You know, like she didn't want to reject him. You know, like like she liked being around him, but not for the reasons that he wanted her to like being. Yeah, and you could see the way it was. I think the most the most beautiful moment that is captured. It happens <coughs> twice when they're listening to the music together and they're back to back. If you look at her face, she's just really happy to be with her friend, In that learning moment, something yeah. like with her. And you see, it's all friendship on her. You look at him, and you can see this longing to mm-hmm. be. And that is, with and that her. is and actually such a beautiful moment. That is the moment of, I, for want of a better term, that's like the moment of original sin for him. Yeah, that is the 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 the, the apple coming out in the Garden of Eden thing, you know, where he's, you know, like this is where it's going to go into temptation for yeah. him, and it's going to be like their friendship would like most of the events of this movie would have happened very differently if he had fully embraced that they were just friends. Mm-hmm. And then later, when she finds him in the under the overpass, um, right before he tries to kiss her, um, after he explains the the mm-hmm. you know the Darwin um, theory, you know, or whatever, and she she's you know looking at him, the way she's looking at him is with such like love and compassion yeah. and friendship and that thing that where you look at somebody and you're like, I'm so glad we're friends yeah. and I'm so glad I know you and you're in my life and you're part right, of my yeah. world and that feeling. And he's looking at her like, I, I just am so in love with you and I want to kiss you. And that just that juxtaposition yeah, is and, done and it's, so And it's well. really easy for someone who's not removed aesthetically from it to like to misread that like, I'm really enjoying being your friend yes. with I want to kiss you. Yes. You know, and it's, it's which is a, why it's so beautifully done. And I think right. that's part of it was like so cool. So, so anyway, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's basically all I can have to say about it. Yeah, I, I think it's again and, and, and again, it might be like, as we said at the beginning, uh, there are some circumstances about the making of this movie that, yeah. you know, who knows if it like like it could it, it definitely might taint my reviewing of it now. Yeah. Uh, because it's like it's hard to not think about that knowing what I know right. whether it's true or not right you know but and, and God anything about Corey Haven his life like it's uh-huh. hard not to think about like because you know obviously it did not go well for him no. at, you know um, but but at any way like regardless I, I, I can qualifiedly recommend it it's not a perfect movie no. I wouldn't give it four stars but it's a pretty good movie and it's it's just it's it's well executed you know, its stakes are low. 
yeah. until other than like other than the moment near the end. Yeah. But it's but it's like it, it stakes are believable. It's, yes, they're, you know. they're really realistic and well yeah. done. So. So anyway, yes. So we exist. Um, yeah, uh, we have us. a we, you, can we, we, you can find us online. We have a website, a match made in space. No, no, just nope. match made in space dot com. Or you can you can contact us by email, matchmadeinspace at gmail.com. We have a Twitter presence on occasion. That's at MMIS Podcast. Um, we you know, each have our own Twitter. We each have our own Twitter. Uh, Allie's is of course Allie Goodman. That's A L I underscore Goodman. Um, I am at Hitler Puncher. Um, we never said your real name on this particular episode. It's Nolan Boyd. No, wait, <laughs> that's, that's my, anymore. that's my, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my Twitter name. That was your Twitter name. Now it's Sky's Good, isn't it? It's Sky's Good, actually. But yeah, yeah that, that, I'm just doing that for now. My New Year's yeah. resolution is to defend uh, Ska, Ska against the haters. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's a much maligned genre, and it's not, it's not Ska's fault that a bunch of frat boys in Orange County got into it in, in the 90s. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. I guess that's about it. Yeah, we're um, trying to get back on a regular schedule. We said this. We every always time. say this. Let's not. Like, let's not. Let's not bullshit. Yeah. We may or may not be. We back may on or right. may not be. Back. Next movie's my turn, so we're definitely going to do that because I've got. I've got. I've got two particularly uh, very deep '80s uh, options. Yeah. Uh, both are probably considered dark satires. Um, and you may really love the next are... episode because I may hate one of the ones that he recommends. So. Oh, you're gonna hate either be, one. It may uh, be a fun actually, you. I don't know. You may. You may not hate it. You may. You may like it. That's true. Uh, but anyway, uh, I think whichever one I pick, it's going to be very apropos to America circa the, right now. Um, Good to know. But anyway, I guess. Um, All right. Well. That should have, pretty much wraps us up, I think. It's a pretty, pretty long episode for everybody listening. So, yeah, I can, um, we just started rambling. I don't know, but you know, that's, that's life. Anyway, this is a Match Made in Space signing off. Adios. I'm just extending it. Adios. Adios.